At Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All do. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, here you see him, Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast, episode 104. And yes, it's coming to you a little bit late, but uh, joining me on this podcast before I get into everything is the hard art from the Soul Track Enterprise Quattro. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? And we, we're doing good. So, everybody, let, let, let's give everybody a quick update. So, on Saturday, 4.34 in the morning, May, I want to say it was 20, 26, yeah. 25th, 25th, 25th. My beautiful daughter was born my wife had uh, my daughter. Completely unexpected. Hey, clap, 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 clap. And, you know, it, it was it was a joy. You got to get what I'm talking about, dear. So, uh, the, the, the thing about it was, I just came back from seeing Aladdin. So, stay tuned for that movie experience. That Aladdin is coming up. But the thing was, I was watching Aladdin with my, with my, with my son. We came back. I was ready to talk about the movie because the movie was good. And everybody kept talking about how bad the movie was. I was like, uh, I don't see it, but the movie was good to me. And she said she got some pains. I took her to Einstein. Bruh, we ain't come back home until Monday. So, uh, that's what it was. So, my daughter was born. That's why things have been on delay here. And, of course, that, that night on her birthday, the day of her birth, pick up d- d- double or nothing. And I was like, on a Saturday? I thought it was going to be on a Sunday. But it was on a Saturday. Not, not, um, did you stream it while you was in the hospital? That's what everybody want to know. Did not stream it. I know it was on Saturday. Uh, I know I was on Sunday. Uh, call yourself a fan. <laughs> you know, good day. Well, you ain't paying $50 to even watch it. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> and you call yourself an indie darling. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm an indie cheat, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... Uh, before we get, you know, so right now we're going to uh, be going into Double or Nothing and our reviews and everything. By the way, also uh, on this podcast is my wife that had my daughter, <laughs> the greatest catch lady sketch. Hello, everyone. So, uh, you know, still recovering. Yes. So I will be kind of uh, diminutive today. <laughs> Good word. Uh, so. That's them college words. Is that. <laughs> 
See, yeah, see, I didn't go. I, I didn't go to you know Philadelphia College of Girls. I mean uh, high school girls. See, see, I, I, I already fucked up. So, you know, what, I, I wanted to. That that been in school, but that's another conversation. You're right. You're absolutely right. So, uh, as I go, as that happens, we also always, no matter what we gotta do, always give a shout out to Spaces Philly. Spaces Philly, the production company we are a part of. You can listen to all your favorite kind of type of podcasts, and you can listen to their popular podcast, the Lulu and Pop Show, along with the Lulu and Pop Horror Show, which, honestly, I really want to know if they're going to review Brightburn, because that is a horror movie. And I would, I, would like to, I would like to get their opinions on that. Uh, also, check out both sides, along with our podcast, the No Gimmick Seen Wrestling Podcast, the Nerdgasm Talk Podcast, uh, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond, along with Drunk Thoughts and Sober Tongues. You guys listen to us on all the podcast apps such as Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or if you guys are listening to us on YouTube, check out YouTube Premium, which has a free trial right now, which go- goes by either $4.99 or $9.99 a month, but according to Qflow, if you have Google Play, you don't need I mean, you automatically get Google Premium or YouTube Premium for free. I said I tried it out yet, so I don't know. Yeah, I have but, no idea myself. Exactly. So while, while I listen to podcasts, I just go to Stitcher or uh, Google Play and listen to them and stuff like that. So yeah. But uh, so this past Saturday, AEW put on their first show, pay per view, before their TV show comes up in the fall, called Double or Nothing. The first one they had, it wasn't AEW, it was an indie show. It was All In, but now it's Double or Nothing. I feel like, I almost feel like All In should count. To <laughs> I almost feel like All In should count. I know it doesn't. But when you look at Double or Nothing, it looks like All, All In, it's like, hey, is everybody from the last one? Yeah. <laughs> In a way, it was. So, this was, uh, it was either like make it or break it when it came to this pay-per-view here. Now, they gave the pay-per-view out for $50. Once again, it already cost us $8 a day just to watch TV in the hospital room. So, do you think I was going to pay $50 to watch Double or Nothing? Double or Nothing had to wait. I was looking right, right there in the crib like, uh-oh. That baby's going to... That $50 go right to diapers anyway because, by the way, th- thank you for the baby shower gifts, Quattro. No problem, man. Anytime. I love how everybody got us twice, but no diapers. Hilarious. <laughs> one pack of diapers. We got one pack of diapers. We got like 18 packs of wipes. Did you know how much wipes cost? I mean, diapers cost? Yeah. Everybody said, how much is now the wipes? <laughs> <laughs> because somebody got to get them diapers, right? Exactly. Huh. No, no, you just got to... She got to dangle her over the sink and just wipe in the air or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it works. <laughs> <coughs> well, you know, we're best to have this stuff. So I was like, there's no way I can watch this thing. So, but double nothing. We are in Las Vegas, Nevada. A lot of surprises happen at double or nothing. And so they did have on, I think that they broadcast on TNT or I know they, I know TNT streamed it. On their YouTube uh-huh. channel, the the pre-show. Oh, they streamed on YouTube. They did. Yeah. Oh yeah, because the game was coming on. Exactly, because you know TNT's doing the whole uh, the oh, finals. Yeah. yeah, NBA. So uh, now with this, some things have changed. We didn't get the Adam Page versus Pac matchup, 
we got that on a, a non-televised day overseas, I believe it was. And uh-huh. so now we have added page in this 21-man casino battle royal where the winner receives a future AEW World Championship match against the winner of Double or Nothing's main event, which is Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega, Alpha versus Omega 2, I believe it is. Now, and the crazy part was all that Adam Page wasn't supposed to be there. Adam Page had been saying for weeks, I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to be there. I'm not coming. It's not happening. Then he just pops up. <laughs> I mean, well, Flip Gordon did the same thing at All In. Yeah, look, remember, All In don't count. So we just got to forget that happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. In wrestling, you suspend your disbelief. We yeah. know that. <laughs> so this was this was a very kind of unique battle royal. It was a battle royal with kind of Royal Rumble rules, but five men came out at a time. So five men came out. There was a time limit. Then another five men came out until all the twenty slots were taken up, and we had some uh, we had some kind of names in here. Some that kind of shocked me, such as uh, Brian Pillman Jr. was in here. Mm. Billy Gunn was and in Tommy here. Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer was in here. Jimmy Havoc. Sean Spears. Was who? AKA Ty Dillinger. That's going to be his name for the rest of his life. But okay. <laughs> so, uh, by his new gimmick, Sean Spears, come out, still doing the 10, by the way, uh, was in there. Not understanding. Okay. And uh, if it ain't broke. Right. Sonny Kiss was in there as well, but one of the biggest things that caught me off guard, Glacier. Yep. Now I was, you know me, I was a huge WCW fan back in the day, and anybody who knows who Glacier is, Glacier was Sub Zero for Mortal Kombat wrestling. <laughs> Seriously, and I was just like, if anybody watched this, the, the Glacier uh, vignettes back in the day. It was from the direct set of the first Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> so I see Glacier in there. First of all, gained all the weight. Still trying to do these Sub-Zero style moves. Spitting water. I guess it's supposed to be his freeze. Ugh. And I was like, okay. So it's not happening. So, uh, and... <laughs> you just said it's not happening. Go yeah. ahead. So, uh... Well, Sub-Zero got that move when he did that puddle on the ground and two, and you just slipped for a little bit. That, that's what that was. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, you, you ain't seen Glacier do that at all. My God. <laughs> so, it, it was your typical battle royal. Who is that? Okay, there was two guys in here. Remember that that, that little small white guy that was in it who, who looked like a kid in, in the all-in battle royal? Wait, are we talking about the person with no legs? No, There's no. That's why with no legs. That no uh, was in there, and there was a huge was, fat guy. What was that fat guy's name? Oh, I don't know what his name was. This is the big man. He was, <laughs> he was. He was. I, I mean, he was uncomfortably huge. Oh, stop. <laughs> and, stop. And, and then, uh, so I forgot. I don't know his name, but then, then the way he launched this, this this little guy out the ring. He gave him the pounce, said, but he literally pounced him out the ring. Cause he did the um, he did. Huh? He did the and back in ECW when Spike Dudley got launched out the ring. He's just like, oh, he went far. Yes. <laughs> he went really. He, he went really far. 
So yeah, uh, they also came out to, you know, kind of like the, the draw of the cards. Yeah, you had the club group, the diamonds, the hearts, the spades, and of course the Joker was Adam Page. Uh -huh. Oh, so uh, that was like the, the groups they came out in. Yeah. Okay, I get it. So cool they, you guys. uh, typical battle royal here. You know, uh, like I said, other than that that big pounce spot, but I was like, who's this big fat guy in here? I mean, like I was watching him, and I was just like, I can really do anything. <laughs> There's just no way. I mean, like, why should I even try to keep getting this stuff? Because I could be a wrestler. You probably could. Doubt it. I think, I think my favorite and most horrible part was what came after the Battle Royal when you were on the internet. And it was like, so the rules is you, you lose when both feet touch the ground, right? There was a guy in there with no legs. How does that work? I'm like, mm, oh. you gotta hate the internet. <laughs> you gotta hate the internet, but it's right. You do gotta hate the internet. You do gotta hate the internet. That, that, uh, maybe, maybe they won the stub or a nub or something like that. Mm -mm, bro, say legs. Mm -hmm. out, bro. <laughs> so, so Adam Page eliminates MJF. So, uh -huh. and uh, Adam Page is now. One of the number one contenders for the AEW World Champion, depending on who is the winner of the main event. So now uh -huh. we get started on to. Well, I didn't see the other pre-show. I didn't see the, the Kip uh, Saban match versus was it Sammy Guevara. Nah, I, I didn't see it, but from what I heard from um, What Culture, they said it, it's something to go back and watch. They said it was a really good match. And I'm like, I'm not going to lie. I don't know any of these two people, but if it's a good match, I'll watch it. You're right. Uh, starting off the show is a six-man tag match with SoCal Uncensored, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky taking uh -huh. on the Stronghearts, Chima, T-Hawk, and uh, Linneman. Now, I remember Chima. These are the guys... That's part of the uh, Oriental Wrestling uh, Alliance, I believe it was called. Mm. O W A. Oriental Wrestling Alliance. They are. Or, they are. No, no, I understand. I just I wasn't expecting that. Go <coughs> Neither was I. I. Thought they was on, that was only still left on packs of Uzo noodles. But go ahead. Yeah, I, I, sorry, you're right. Uh, so they had the whole thing at the press conference about them doing the matchup. So once again, the match was pretty good. I haven't seen Frankie Kazarian wrestle since he had hair. Because when I he, have, huh? um, just I have just going to like Ring of Honor and stuff that comes here to the city, and I'm just looking at him like, you know what, you've actually got better over time. That's that's good. He, he has. There was a time that <coughs> Kazarian was coming out, and he looked sick. Like his arms were small, and he just looked very sick. I know he was still wrestling, but now he looked to be in good shape. Christopher Daniels, at fifty some years old, how is he still doing it? But. <laughs> I'm liking the Scorpio Sky dude because I never seen him wrestle before. I didn't see him come out with him, but okay, it it, it reminded me like, don't you kind of miss primetime Elix Skipper? Primetime Elix Skipper. Do you remember him? I, you you reaching far? Uh, yes, back when <laughs> back when they had Triple X in TNA with Christopher Daniels, and uh, they, and, uh, and they had him and. Uh, Low key and prime time Illy Skipper. You reaching main event mafia far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm reaching Man. back though. I'm just saying because Scorpio Scott, he he's the black guy in the group. So I'm just like, are they trying to replace the Illy Skipper? 
You know how you know wrestling is a new gimmick for a new audience. I mean, an old gimmick for a new audience. Yeah, that's like bringing back the above average Mike Sanders. <laughs> so yeah, it's like bringing back the hardcore championship. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. We talking about that? Oh, uh, 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 oh, oh, the big green belt. Don't worry. Mm. It, it has to come up in, in, in a portion of the other thing. So, SoCal Uncensored uh, win the matchup here. So, a good opening to the matchup. Uh, would you agree, Quattro? Um, yeah, from the highlights that I've seen, because um, just like you, I wasn't paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, from definitely, definitely had a lot of good spots. I mean, I feel like at the end of the day, double or nothing is something I would definitely pick up on DVD, but I just wasn't paying 50 for it. Right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. The next matchup we have Dr. Britt Baker taking on DMD, uh, Nyla Rose. Uh, but, uh, wait, hold on, because, uh, I'm trying to make sure. Because this match, no, yeah, because this match was supposed to be a triple threat match. It was it supposed was to be a triple threat pushed all that way until, um, Brandy came out and said, you know what? This is our first pay per view. It's gonna be a fair to fair win. I was just like, I was like, Brandy, don't do this to yourself. And uh, but Brandy brings out the returning Awesome Kong. I mean, can we call her Slim Awesome Kong? Because I I remember her as Awesome Kong. Then I remember her as Karma. Then then, I know she went through a tragedy. She did, and then she and then she was the welfare queen on Glow. Right. Forgot about that. Yep, and now she, and now she, now I don't know if she's back because I know she's been having some back problems. But she was in there, and the crowd was getting into all of her spots. Right, she she went from Bob to Slim Bob. That's what really yeah. happened. <laughs> she taking us. But uh, the uh, the person that ended up with the win was uh, uh Doctor Britt Baker. That's because yeah. Kong and um, Nyla was. Well, it was giving it to each other on the outside, pretty yeah, much. Well, for real, for yeah, they and that's when they slipped that for the rest of the matchup because that's why I was like, I think Kong back is really hurting her because she wasn't really that much involved other than doing her uh-huh. spots and stuff like that. So I was like, hey, that was kind of a cool moment, a good kind of fatal four way to uh, get things going. Right, good pop uh, too. Good pop. Crowd was very receptive of her. <clears throat> uh, next matchup, tag team match. I I don't know why people like this team. Best friends Chuck Taylor and Tripperetta, because Chubb's like this team. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get the gimmick at all. It just, just doesn't fly with me. Versus Angelico and Jack Evans. First off, I, I, I guess best friends is kind of like a modern day Billy and Chuck, in a way. I guess, but first of all, has it? If anybody knows who Angelico is, this this guy is great at what he does. Watch mm-hmm. all I'm gonna say is Lucha Underground season one. Mm-hmm. That's the guy that dove off the office all the way over to the, the the spots that he did in Lucha Underground. You just have to see to believe it. Cause me explaining it is not doing any justice. But he got injured and I'm glad to see him back here in AEW because the guy is good. Now, uh once again, th- this match got about twelve minutes. I mean it was a decent tag team match. Your best friends pick up the victory here, and you know I, I, I'm not all into the, it. It ain't because of the hugging thing, because Billy does the hugging thing. But I just never uh-huh. got. I, I think I'm not a fan of Chuck Taylor. I think I'm not what it is. 
But uh, best friends pick up the win here. Then we got the after the match. And <laughs> what was what was the after the match? Um, was it the after match when the Super Smash Bros came out? Okay, so I'm telling you this right now. When they get their deal on TNT, right? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you how the tenders not gonna let that name go over. <laughs> they about to be called SMB, SSB. Exactly. <laughs> There's no way the Super Smash Brothers is getting over when they get to TNT, because mm-hmm. you see how quick Nintendo shut down Soldier Boy, right? Maybe we'll just call him the Super Smash Experience. Oh. <laughs> bah, you know. Now that's a good one right there. That boy good. Yeah, the, the, the Super Smash. Now I don't know who's part of the Super Smash Brothers group, but they did come out. And they, right. they, 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 they take best friends, didn't they? Yeah, and you know what I think was the funniest part about them coming out? They came out of the crowd and was like, hey, who are you? There was actively a chant, who are you? Exactly, because, who because are you? They, they all had masks on, didn't they? Or did they not? No, I believe they, no, they didn't have masks. The crowd just didn't know who they Word. was. <laughs> the crowd was just like, why, why are we happy? Yo, talk about Forgotten Sons, right? Mm, mm, <laughs> <oof>. <laughs> uh, now, next up is a six-woman tag match. This is the one that I honestly, even go back on the highlights, I did not see uh, most of. Uh, and once again, I know I'm going to butcher these names because you know they're uh, Japanese names. So, uh, huh. the team of okay, bear with me, everybody. Good luck with this one. Would you say? Good luck with this one. Yeah, Hakura Sh- Shidai. It's a, it looks like Hikaru Shida. Okay, I think she was in the main class. I'm not sure. Hakura Shida. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know where you got that from. Okay, what's the next name? Uh, okay, I'm gonna read it in the order that I see it. Here. Okay, it looks like Asia Kong. Uh huh. Yuka Sakazaki. Oh, sorry. Uh, Sakazaki. Uh huh. Uh, Amy Sakura. Uh, Hikaru Shida, and then Rihu and Ryu. Um, or Rio. Yeah. I don't want to mess up that. I, I know I messed that one up. Ms. Junami. Whew. <laughs> and the, the funny part is, as most podcasts said, you have the team of, I'm sorry, the Asian women. <laughs> I was like, man, that's wrong, but I understand the struggle. <laughs> it is a struggle. You're right. Okay, so, uh, one of them teams won. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, 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 you know, All I'm right. sorry, and I, I hate to disrespect the, the whole thing like that, yeah. but. One of okay. these teams won. Yeah, the, the, the Asian, the Asian women won. So you know that. Uh huh. The Asian women won. It ended um with a a big spot of like a brain buster on the turnbuckle, oh. which really which really put one girl away. But the but the match had a couple botches. Like at one point there was a pin attempt, but the bell was rung. So everybody was like, "Oh wait, maybe that was a mistake done on purpose to play into the finish." It had nothing to do with that. Somebody just accidentally called for the bell. So and then also a lot of people were saying that the match went on too long. Like it, like it started to lose some flair after a while. I was like, all right, all right guys, we're gonna wrap this up. No, we're gonna keep going. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. 
they, okay, they okay. are saying it was the most forgettable match on the card, but it's it's like when you get a report card and your lowest grade is, is a B. <laughs> That's okay. your lowest grade, but you didn't fail. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It just didn't hold up to the other matches then. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Gotcha. All right, so going on to the next matchup, which now this is something I was really getting invested into. It's brother versus brother. The oh, match man. that Dustin wanted for so long. Uh, talk about the intro alone. Yeah, I'll oh, 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 get to that. It's Cody with Brandy Rose taking on Dustin Rose. So, first off, Dustin Rhodes, Gold Dust, has been keeping himself in great shape. He has. Hats off to him. He's 50. <laughs> well, I, I mean, look, when you look at people like him and our truth and all the old guys out there still kicking it, I mean, like, hey, they, 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 they love what they do. Yeah, because they so, have to, to keep, keep up with that. Yeah, so Cody comes out in, like, this, you know, uh, at, like, nice, uh, I want to say, like, Assassin's Creed 3 uh, Captain Crunch kind of jacket. Why Assassin's Crunch. <laughs> Assa- oh, Are we just going to call it? I can't even get words out the Assassin's Crunch jacket. <laughs> so, <laughs> How do you even merge the two? I don't know, but it was blue and gold. And I, as a dog, uh, I really don't think of it. Uh, I forgot. <laughs> me, I think of his name. So in, in the background, there's this throne. Okay. And it's obviously looking like a Triple H kind of throne. Yeah. So as Cody's coming down and Brandy's all hyping him up, he goes, takes the robe off, and gets the sledgehammer out from underneath the ring. He goes back, and he destroys the throne. Ouch. Now, I don't know how y'all feel. I'm going to tell you how I feel about that real quick. That's all mixed reviews. That was dumb. That was dumb. And I, I, I'm, now look. Most of the reviews I saw said that. <laughs> yes. Because now, uh-huh. before I get into my deep thing about it, Quanto, what did you think of it? I saw this purely taking a shot at WWE, but it's the wrong person. Bingo. <laughs> I, okay, I look like, like my wife agrees as well. Here, here, here's my thing. It's like if you had taken like uh, to the Polyden or something, or uh-huh. a, a Walker, uh-huh. something. I don't know. The a genetic jackhammer. Yes. But why? <laughs> just, just if you'd have had a picture of muscle and fitness and just bust through it, exactly. something, something differently. Look, there, there a picture with a shade around your neck. You, you, you're right. But you know what? There are a lot of things. I, now I know. Cody got some bitter feelings towards WWE, especially because the whole Stardust thing didn't work out. He didn't want to be Stardust. Then the Deeds will be forced to be Stardust. They, they, they didn't make... That shit trash, though. It, it was. And he had a good idea for the gimmick, but they didn't want to go with it. So, I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. They took his dad's uh, creation, turned it to a house show. I get it. But see, when you do shit like this, this is what's going to make you go down the TNA route opposed to building your own thing. And that was what a lot of people's arguments were. That yeah. they, they thought it was like, stay in your lane, do what you do well. If you want to take a shot at Vince McMahon, if you want to take a shot at Triple H, uh-huh. you have the best damn show you can have. Exactly. When you go out your way to take shots, 
where TN TNA was doing its own thing on Spike TV, which was what which was the, the second rest, biggest wrestling show that they had coming in uh -huh. America. And what they do? They brought in Hogan. They brought in Bischoff, and all they want to do is get back at Vince. And what happened? I mean, he really digs in people's crawl, so I get it, but come on, y'all. He wanted to get back at Vince, and now let's look at where Hogan, Bischoff, and TNA is at right now. You see, may see, hit... Oh, you, you got it, Clark. Uh, see, one thing Brian said, wasn't there a spot earlier when the Young Bucks... Cody, Brandy, and Omega came out and said something to the crowd like, thank you for selling out the place. We have 20,000 people here tonight. And then the, and then that's what the Young Bucks read, said that Cody was like, the, the place only hurt, holds 13,000 people. What are you doing? And it was like, oh, it's wrestling. You round up. They had already took their shot at them. Yeah, that's it the, had that's already the happened. shots you take. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like you, you got your, you got your good. Oh, we know WWE do that. I got you. That was funny. Yeah, I got your good shot. They was like, then they went to the back. They said, No, nah, we need another one. Yeah, that had to be already set up. You ain't getting no throne made and a sledgehammer and be like... That little too much throne? Like, come on now. Stop. Stop it. Stop. So <laughs> because he, that's probably Young Bucks out there. They was like, we could throw this little pot shot in there. And Cody was like, no. They need to know. Like, so, oh, okay. <laughs> you right. Now, granted... S's of you mad or no. <laughs> you don't go up against the biggest threat that there is. Head on and win. That's how you win. No, that's not it. That's not nothing in this nation, in history, has ever been done like that. Anything that was a threat, or that that, or that you want to inflict change, you never took on them head on. Me and um uh Lady Sketch last night just watched a documentary on the XFL. Yep. Vince McMahon is one of the biggest billionaires and wrestling personas in America. But guess what? You're taking on the NFL, and guess what happened? You failed. He took on the NFL and not very well at that. That was the thing. Like, yeah. It was very uh, uh Maybe Quattro will remember, but remember back with Slam Ball to take on the NBA? <laughs> We're not going to talk about Slam Ball. ball. That was just a bad idea. Now, now <laughs> Lady Sketch, do you remember Slam Ball? The name sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't remember anything. So, if you wanted like an extreme NBA thing where you got no calls you can rough up somebody and you can do all the kind of crazy dunks you did on Spike TV so it's like and one not quite okay you had these athletic guys uh -huh. ball players and in the middle of the court it was a hardwood floor okay but on each end of the court were trampolines Oh, no, 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 no. Yes. So. Yes. Oh, definitely never yes. So every time you. you everybody you, could dunk. You, could everybody dunk. could dunk. So. And couldn't dunk. And, so people and, still missed. And, <laughs> and, you know, as you run up the court, you know, you, you hardly get your little dribbles in. But they go in there, take a run and start bounce up, doing a 360 flip spin behind the legs, all kinds of dunks. And if you get blocked, you get slammed down on the trampoline, bounce back up. It's, it, it was crazy. It lasted that for like. It was like a skit on the Harlem Globetrotters. It, sound, it no, lasted no. for like two seasons. That was supposed to go up against Look, the how NBA. Did they have two seasons? It was, it was NBA Street with all game breakers. <laughs> no, 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 no. 24-7 game breakers. Bro, after a while, I'm just like, I remember, I remember one guy actually attempted a three. I'm just like, what? 
what? When you get tired, you gotta look up the highlights of Slam Ball. Cause oh, I was I'm like, gonna look it up because it sounds like it was entertaining. But, that's what I'm saying. But it, I was like, but you ain't trying to go. You ain't gonna be an alternative to the NBA. I mean, it's cute. Like, it's a cute idea, but don't be like, a weird, we are the next best thing. Like, what? No. No. It was just like, I remember, I remember actively watching the beginning of the XFL because I'm a wrestling fan, and I had a lot of friends in the football, and I figured this was going to be my blending way over. It was not. No, no, no. It <laughs> it was not. I remember the first play, and my man just closed on boy, and it was like, just cause. And I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's sad because there are alternatives to football now, but people still don't pay attention to them. Like, mm-hmm. everybody talk trash about how Philly has no championships. Do y'all understand? The Philadelphia Soul is like a three-time championship yeah. team. Nobody yeah. pays them any attention. It's so sad. It, it is. And, you know, the thing is, when you look at WCW back in the day, you don't... Bischoff, I mean, towards the end, yeah. But... You try to fight WD or everything WD wasn't doing, he did. Mm-hmm. Fireworks, cruiserweights, yeah. heels, storylines, all the shit WD wasn't doing. Yeah. Then that's how you get their attention. Real. That's how they change. But now you taking take, take, taking shots at them. I'm like, and I won't wait to the end because I want to get through the rest of the stuff first on why I thought it was even more stupid because I'm just like, for people out there, don't hate me. Double nothing was good, but it wasn't as good as you thought it was. Do you hate me? No, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> so, uh, Dustin comes out in, in the half red and black, uh, nice face paint and everything. This match was brutal. And it was a That's good... That's what it looked like from the coach. I was like, Jesus It Christ. was a good matchup, a very good match. And... Uh, this was Dustin Rhodes said at the end of the match this was his greatest moment in his career 30 plus years wrestling this was his greatest moment because they were supposed to have a match at Wrestlemania uh, 30 I think it was a 31 and it didn't happen and they had a match at Fastlane Vince hated the match at Fastlane so he didn't give him the match at Wrestlemania gotcha. I got it but th- this match right here they could have had a show a match at Super Showdown uh- oh snap <laughs> It's supposed to be better than WrestleMania, don't you understand? That's, that's, that's what you telling me every week. <laughs> I'm sorry. It just bothers me deeply. Whenever I hear it, I'm like, y'all are just on drugs. But go ahead. So, uh, Dustin does the blade job here. Ooh. And I'm telling you, this has to be... Out of all the blade jobs I've seen, this has to be like number four or three on how much this man bled. He bled to the point that most people was like, man, when is his face paint coming off? <laughs> the true realization that was because, blood. <laughs> because nothing right now will top Eddie versus JBL Judgment Day 2004 where Eddie actually went into shock because he lost so much blood. That's why I was like, bro, he had to be lightheaded when he left that ring. He needed assistance. Uh, uh-huh. There's also Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar Hell in a Cell 2002. Right. Uh, well, Undertaker bled like a stuffed pig. He just bled. You, you, you gonna put Austin Brett in there? Cause Austin was a little drenched. No, little no, drenched. no. I, I will not. Cause Austin had, had, had the lines coming down for the effect. Yeah. I'm talking about the Crimson Mask. I'm talking about like okay. Vince McMahon versus Undertaker buried alive 2003. Okay. 
when Vince was just red. Like, it was, it, 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 like all you see was like lips blubbering because that's it, all it was. <laughs> or like John Cena, JBL, I Quit Man 2005 kind of bleeding. That was a lot of blood. Uh, 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 those a lot. Those a lot of blood. So when I seen all this blood, it was like th- th- this is the kind of blood that left stains in the ring. That's why I was like y'all. Did, that's the kind of blood. I'm like I hope y'all changing this canvas for the next match. Yeah. <laughs> it left. It, it. it left stains right. in the <laughs> ring and the Red Cross. Like you know, if you did all that, I'm gonna need three quarts on Tuesday. But I say exactly. You got a blood drop coming up, y'all. You know, you could surely come and do it. Exactly. Uh, Cody. Hits him with the crossroads and wins the match. First of all, can, can I give a shout out to Dustin Rhodes, who's fifty some years old, doing a Canadian destroyer? Really? Wow. Yeah. That, look, the man put on a twenty-three minute matchup with his brother and it did good. So after Cody, oh, first of all, before I mean, when they ain't been using him in WWE, he has some time to rest. <laughs> I know. Uh, all right. As uh, first of all, Brandy Rose on the outside, Spears Goldust. So, uh, shout out for uh, excuse me, shout out for Dustin taking that for him. Oh. Uh, and she got she got kicked out of ringside. And it, DDP dragged her to the back. Exactly, DDP grabbed her, took her, just took her. I was like, oh, okay, DDP's there. So, uh, yeah, I, I know that. I mean, he came up with Cody's entourage. He went against Nick Aldis and All In. Oh, okay. So I figured, why not? He's you know, DDP will DDP will tell you forever and a day about two people in his life that changed it. Dusty Rose and Carl Malone. Okay, so D P will talk to them like 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 they are the the the, the coming. Okay, so but yeah, D P takes Brady to the back, and uh, they finish out the match, and then of course Cody wins with the crossroads. So as Cody's leaving, go I can't, I can't start calling Gold Dust. Dustin, Dustin starts to take off his boots. Anybody who knows wrestling knows that's a sign of I'm done. I retire. That's right. my retirement. So Cody comes back and says, "No, no, no, you don't get to retire. I got a show next month that I accepted a tag team title match. No, not 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 title match. A tag team match with the Young Bucks. And I don't need a friend. I don't need a partner. I need my older brother. As his voice Yes, as you start cracking. Aww. So they hugged in the ring and had a very nice moment. That's so nice. It is. It First of all, a... you see the show next month is called the Fighter Fest, and it's all like fire festival. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Oh my god! It's me. I swear they had musical force by Jaru. I'm laughing. It's already sold out. You sure? Did you say Jaru? I said if they have if they have a Jaru musical performance, I'm done. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So that's the next show coming up. So Cody and and, and Dustin Rose is going to take on uh, the Young Bucks. First of all, I hope they can keep up because <laughs> the Young Bucks is be drawing. But every time they do two, especially after the next match. Oof. Yeah. Now, before we get to the next match, there is a presentation of the AEW Championship. Cool. This was po- my surprise of the night. It was they supposed to be. Home? Huh? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It was supposed to be Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Uh-huh. He's supposed to come out and present the, the, the championship. How did they think that was more heavy? Well, they didn't know he was going to get sick or go to... I mean, he, is he allowed to do that? Well, he see, legend contracts work kind of differently than... I mean, legend contract or not, you think Vince is going to have anybody It's Ric Flair. All right, all right, I'm, I'm going to have to argue. What you going to do, Vince and race Ric Flair? This is true. Really? 
But yeah, he he said they barely could have raised Hogan. So I'm just saying, you just right. can't. And they tried. They had a lot of effort in that. Yeah. But go ahead, go ahead. But so, Rick Flair. Okay. So, but, but, but Rick Flair. Now, once again, I don't know if this is when he got sick or this is because he couldn't get there. Or some scheduling conflicts. He probably still sick. He shouldn't be flying nowhere. No. So uh-huh. they they got out Bret Hart. I saw that. I saw. Yeah. That. Still, still, I was like, I, I had the same thing that you said, Lady Sketch. Like, yo, you could do that. Exactly. That's why I was like, "Ain't Rick still under contract?" Now, if, if Did you, you think, just going to Hall of Fame again, <laughs> peep this. If you think Rick Flair gonna do what he want to do, oh, we know Bret Hart. <laughs> Bret Hart going Bret Hart to would, would probably take the check and be like, "All right, so I'm rolling out to um Cody's show. You have a good one, Vince." Like yeah. <laughs> he don't give a fuck. Bret Hart probably in the bank and tweeted him to say, "Say so." No, like, he probably texted him, look at me, wearing the belt. <laughs> that that would be, kind of, be kind of fucked up. That would be trash, but go ahead. So, Bret Hart comes out to present the belt, and then uh, uh, Adam Page comes out in his watch denim. Uh, you got to stop with this watch. First of all, the belt looks good, better than the 24-7 title. I'm sorry. Listen, what, everything was better than the 24-7 title, man. It, it is literally a Flavor Flav clock with a strap on it. You, you know what said? I was like, I was listening to uh, Solid Boss. He's like, why do they keep bringing before you to bring out these bad titles? Why? Exactly. Yes. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to yell, but yes. Because Rick Foley presented the Universal Championship. Yes, he too. did. Mm. He's like, mm. take the booze and take it on the, and take it on the chin and go in the back and limp in the back. Like, ain't nothing wrong. Everybody else be like, why well, ain't doing that shit? <laughs> I'm mad. Yep. And it's just because like, first of all, the AEW Championship does look nice. It's gaudy. But I like Gordy. I saw it. I saw it. It reminds me of like a super, super. I'm trying to think what it. It, it reminds me of like the UFC championship. Okay. A little bit, uh, mixed with the. Uh, I don't know. I, I like you, I what, 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 when I first saw it. UFC came right to my mind. So. Um, I thought about the TNA heavyweight championship. Oh God. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It is rather gaudy. It, but that see, is the word. But but the thing is, it's I like, like Gordy because like Texas belt buckle. Because one of my favorite championships is the big gold belt with Flair. And that's kind of what I feel like that's what it's supposed to be reminiscent of. Like yeah. Looking at, looking at it now. So I mean, your championship is supposed to be Gordy's would be out there. So, and I I love world championship belts. Probably as heavy as hell though. You know, because I I do want to have a collection of world championship belts, and the only one. That I really want that I don't have is the Attitude Era Championship belt. Did they even have those? Oh yeah, they got those Attitude Era and Undisputed Era and uh, the, the Undisputed Championship are the only ones that I don't got. I got the Wing Eagle, got the, the Bret Hart, I love the yeah. Wing Eagle. Yeah. I I got the big I got the big gold belt. I, I do want the NWO one though. Cause I love when Hulk came out there with the air guitar. Oh, and then I got I got the current WWE Championship one yeah. that show got me, so it's all good. So uh, it was nice, but then uh. MJF comes out, cuts a promo, very heel promo, uh, makes fun of Bret Hart getting attacked at the Hall of Fame. Uh, he was just like, "Wait, Bret, Bret, watch out!" And then he, it was, you know, he was, he was joking with him about that. Poor baby. So uh, I didn't get to hear too much of the promo as Bret Hart was, uh, you know, showing off the championship. However, I did hear that it was off camera that Bret had another accident. No, he didn't. Bret Hart. Did he fall out the ring or something? He fell off the stage. Oh, where is his wife at? Okay, he need guys like Stevie Wonder now. Just have somebody at his but side at all times. You, you say where his wife at? Like, like she gonna catch him? But I'm saying you supposed to be holding his hand and looking out for him, girl. 
here's the thing. Bret Hart ain't married to somebody in wrestling, so everybody, you know, his wife is like in the back, like I'm chilling. No, bro. He need well. He needs somebody. He he needs a helping hand. He out here looking like. And they said, uh, the accident that he felt off the stage. He's okay, they he said. That Drake, you ever seen that clip of Drake when he fell off the stage? No, I said, well, when did he fell through the stage? <laughs> oh, no, not that one. No. Uh, oh, that one not was that. Was <laughs> Drake was doing two. He was getting a little too extra that little skip he do. Uh-huh. He skipped his ass right off that damn stage. <laughs> I think he broke his foot. Damn. Ow. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, he he he's doing all right. Okay, that's good. But it it, it was okay. So people people say that, that that was there in attendance and he fell off the stage. Poor baby. And I was just like, damn, Brett, wrap him in bubble wrap, please. Yes, yes, we have to bubble wrap him. He got attacked this year at the Hall of Fame, and then falls off the double nut stage. Jesus. At least this time it wasn't it wasn't nobody else. It wasn't nobody else's doing. He just was. He just like, look, I'm old. Things happen. Now speaking of action packed matches. We got the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson taking on my peoples, the Lucha Bros, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix. Can I can I say something? Sure. Too much happened in this match to talk about it. But I'm telling you, there is it, it's ludicrous to go spot for spot in this it match. It was good. It's ludicrous to go spot for spot in this match because you're gonna die trying. <laughs> They, first of all, it was 25 minutes of action, so it shows they care about the tag division in this match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Did you, you fall? Right, Did you have a Bret Hart moment? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm alright. Uh, <laughs> the only I'm negative, <laughs> the only negative I got about this matchup is this: too many kickouts. It's I'm, an indie match, though. No, stop it! Look. You understand some? They do. <laughs> you say that now, but when you go on TNT, man, your shit gonna change. And I'm just like, for my liking, there was times I was like, okay, this match is over. <laughs> but they kept kicking out of the moves, and I was like, what is the problem? And I was like, but you know what? I mean, I can expect that from teams like this. So. Even the Lucha Brothers hit, hit their form of the Meltzer Driver. Even though uh, I, I like the way uh, they came out of nowhere and hit the Meltzer Driver on them. Well, with, with the Matrix having uh, one off. I hate, this one is I hate, I'm going to talk about this at the end. How they did not put over, I was like, has JR, all respect to him, watched any Lucha Underground uh, before at all? Probably not. Because I'm like, when, when, when Pentagon snaps somebody's arm, it's broke. That's what supposed thing, to do. Yeah. And I'm like, Matt Jackson getting back up, about to do a, do a Meltzer driver to Pentagon. I'm like, are you serious right now? They did it too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and he did it with the one hand day, but it, it was a it was a very good match. You you can't. The action was just so much in this fucking match. You couldn't even. <laughs> it was just. It was just too much. <laughs> it, it was. It was just a match that was. It wasn't. I think overbooked isn't enough of a term. It was just, yeah. Like, what happened? Yes. No. Did they? Yup. I mean, he's <laughs> The thing is, it, it's, it's not overbooked because it, it was just these two teams. But the, the thing is, now when I look at it, like, it's a Young Bucks match. That's uh-huh. what it is. It's a Young Bucks match. This is what Young Bucks matches do. And when you go against the Lucha Bros, I mean, 
How else it could not have been any better? That's just the way it is. I always wonder that. I'm having to go on to like indie shows. Before. Yeah. How do wrestlers like the Young Bucks and all that? Who are like, and even like in a ricochet? Uh huh. How do y'all expect to have longevity? Oh, they don't. Okay. All right. Because you get like you get like Matt Seidel, who's like. Younger than us, and it's like got like back problems. Who probably almost need a walker. He's the but, one who uh, doesn't announce like, he's a Lucha Underground, right? Who, no, 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 that's Matt Striker. Uh, Matt Striker. Okay. Matt Sydal is Evan Bourne. Oh, okay, okay. Right. back in the day. Yeah, just yeah. Or you'd be like how, how Jeff Hardy is. <laughs> Look at Jeff Hardy now. He's just true. like yo, Jeff Hardy, just go lay down, man. Okay, but see, here, the, 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 the thing about Jeff Hardy is the reason why he still kind of can wrestle at his forties because I really think he forgot all his thirties. He might. Have. His body. Drugs. Yeah, his body did, but I'm just saying, I think Jeff forgot all the 30s. So, that right there is like, mm. I was just wondering. I was like, if that's a thing where they just, they don't expect to have longevity in the business, and they like, I'm going to ride this out while I can, cool. I, but I always wonder that. I mean, I mean, unless he tries to start doing DP yoga, maybe. Stop. But, as of right now, because Matt is like, like, they're in their early 30s. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they still got some time left on them, but... The way they be having these matches, though, because I, I, I really think TNT may slow them down. Probably. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't have a problem with Young Bucks match, but I'm just saying, but the, there is no longevity. Like, like like the old the older guys, the old dogs, like Ertig would be saying, you ain't got to do all that so to get over. Well, yeah, but see, uh-huh. here's the thing. Exa- times change. Times do change. And, um, you know, people's tastes change. Just like it's a lot of stuff that wouldn't go over now that went over 10, 20 years ago. But it's people don't want to just see like from the I would say from the early to maybe mid to late nineties some of the stuff that they did people now would be like bro anybody trying to see that shit yeah. so I mean I uh-huh. I get it but it's it's always gonna be different you know two different schools of thinking I was just curious like y'all do so much like Ricochet flipping out of the ring into Velveteen Dream's face. I don't want to see a forty-five-year-old man doing that. <laughs> no, <laughs> because I'm like, ooh, ooh, the whole match is just be like, oh. First of all, need, the f- a forty-five-year-old man, his belly button can caught in that top rope. <laughs> all right, crashing on the apron. <laughs> Damn. And then <laughs> I imagine you have the whole scene planned. It, it is. It is. It's I'm just saying because it's just like, that's not as that's not enter- as entertaining as much as just like, oh Jesus, please, somebody. Get no, it. that's all. That's how I feel. Like I said, watching a Jeff Hardy match now. Everything he did hurt him. Yep. Yeah. Every single move. They just have a, Twist the fade, look like he threw his whole shoulder out. I'm, that's why I'm like, go home, go <laughs> home. That, like, I get it before you did the swan time and you sold it. Like, oh man, this really hurt me. Now he do the swan time and don't even pin nobody no more. He do it and be like, get him, Matt. Bro, <laughs> this man do the swan time. Yo, did, did y'all hear the, the interview with uh? I think it was was is either Randy Orton or it was um, I forgot who he did or I think it was I think it was I think it was Carl Anderson, uh-huh. and he says, uh-huh. "Yo, if I could take one thing out of my night, it's Jeff Hardy Swan Time. That's just a bitch because Jeff, <laughs> if y'all watch the Swan Time, Jeff grazed you with his head back in the day. Uh-huh. Jeff just dropped all his two hundred twenty something right on your stomach." And that's uh, it. As a, that's how they do Swan Time Bond there. And they, 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 they like that shit hurt like a bitch. I hope he he finished <clears> tired <throat> of this. I really do. And now Jeff, he only does a Swan Time on main shows. He don't do it on house shows. Well, 
Well, why would he? Because he's Jeff fucking hard. You know what I'm saying? But now, see, listen to this. You, you hear what you just said? Hi, I'm a wrestler and I can't do my finisher. Exactly. Go home. Go. Bro, you gotta stay go ass up in them ECW arena rafters and just chill. Because don't worry, I want to see. I can't wait to see a tired jackhammer and a, a super showdown. But we we, we in that yet right now? Don't even. Don't. So. The main event is Chris Jericho taking on Kenny Omega. Alpha versus Omega 2. The winner is going to take on Adam Page for the AEW World Championship, uh, according to Bret Hart, next month. But, because <laughs> uh, he botched that. But it's actually going to be in a couple months. Is it? Where is uh-huh. it? When is it? I, uh, did it do another show? It may be on the very first episode of when they get on TNT. Or it may yeah, actually, or, or it may be the, the next show was in the fall. That could be a selling point for yeah. the show on TNT. And because Cody already said we're not doing 12 pay-per-views a year. Because that just doesn't make sense. It, yeah, it does. Because it costs too much. Not for them. Uh, it, it, it don't make sense for them. But I'm t- see, this is what I'm saying. Don't make them promises because I, when the demand gets high, uh-huh. that because see, once again, that's what happened. WWE was doing four. Mm-hmm. WCW said, fuck that, we're doing one a month. And the WWE said, all right, it's working. Let's do one a month. See, now, what WWE tried to do, like, okay, here go a SmackDown one and a Raw one, and we got two every two weeks. That's, that's too much. That's what we're talking about. But that's every, too much. Dude, every two weeks company? with a big four is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, or an emerging company like an AEW who doesn't even have their roster fill, completely filled out yet. <coughs> Mm-hmm. They should probably chill for me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so Chris Jericho versus K Omega. Now I like the Chris Jericho versus K Omega match they had in New Japan. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. Uh, this one I, I was I, I did disappoint to me. Jericho still doing his thing. Uh, of course he knows his limitations. Jericho in this matchup, I will say, is one of my second favorite wrestlers of all time. Started looking old. I mean. Because yeah. <laughs> he botched a couple moves that you could tell Kenny needed somebody younger to follow through with them. Like there, there was a uh, a follow through tornado snap DDT that Jericho just fell on, oh, so they had to go do the spot over again. And I was just like, yeah, I can definitely see. And now, because it was a normal match when they did the first match, it was like a hardcore match to hide some of this stuff. Yeah. So this one was just a straight up normal matchup. Still a good match. Don't get me wrong. But I could see Jericho's fall in his age. age. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but uh-huh. I do hope that he does know his limitations. Uh-huh. And we'll be like, you know what? I'm going to step to the back and take a more backstage role and only come out for when I'm when absolutely necessary because, bruh. Well, not according to this because... Obviously, I know. Because uh. <laughs> Jericho... And to hit running cold breakers on Kenny Omega, who sold, who sells the fuck out the cold breakers, man. Uh, picks up the win, and Jerry. I was surprised Jericho beat Kenny Omega. I was very surprised when I said that. I was like, is this right? And I, I'm a huge fan of Jericho, so Jericho is going to take on Adam Page for the AEW World Championship, which I know. So Jericho. Adam Page is going to be the... Yeah, he's going to put him over. Because it wasn't because after Jericho won, somebody is coming through the crowd like Scott Hall in 1996... Now, and this was all during the time when Jericho was giving uh, a beautiful speech, but like, y'all, y'all know this company's nothing without me, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, just so y'all know. So this is the thing, though, like, 
maybe Kenny Omega is, is he he's still wrestling elsewhere, right? Okay, well he's a he's a uh, he's, he's Japan, right? Well, no, actually his deal kind of got finished with that, so I think not to the summer. Yeah, that, so yeah, he's not doing anything right now, but he's he's for AEW right now. Oh, I was about to say, I was like, maybe he has other obligations because I well, just can't see. But go ahead. But I'm just saying, they're setting him up for this new feud because as this guy walking through the crowd like Scott Hall from '96, <laughs> as Jericho's doing his promo, basically didn't let everybody know that AEW was nothing without him because I do want a Jericho's AEW shirt. Uh huh. That would be hilarious. John Moxie comes into the ring, does his little, you know, uh, Robert Barone slant from uh, everybody you hate, everybody loves stop Raymond. With this. And uh, uh. gives. Jericho, uh, Dirty D's. Is he still calling it Dirty D's? I'm not sure. I mean, I feel like as that right now? when he came in. Was that his move when he got there? Well, I mean, he, he used to do it differently, but I mean, he switched it up. So, I mean, I guess, but yeah, he's still, still, he still doing it. I mean, I think as of right now, everyone's still calling it the Dirty D's. So, it might not just have a new name yet. So, we don't know what else to call it. Yeah. Fair enough. Then, uh, he takes out Jericho and he looks at Omega and he's going to give Omega Dirty D's, but Omega don't push him out the ring. And down there are brawling all on the outside of the ring, all through the crowd. K Omega's fighting this guy. And then they go up on the stage where they got the uh, the poker chips. I like the design. Ah, yeah, yeah. And then but, uh, John Moxley gets, gets the upper hand and gives Kenny Omega a Dirty D's right on the poker chips. And then kicks him off the side. Yeah. And now John Moxley is fully... In AEW, for all the assholes who thought that this was a work, this is a work. Oh my god, bro! Oh my god! I try to tell I y'all. So I was like, I'm gonna be quiet because you know I'm in several wrestling groups on Facebook. Yeah, and I saw so uh-huh. this is all a work. It's a work. The WWE paid for that thing. Yeah, when he got when he left and blah blah blah. I was like, bro, this I'm not this. Dean Ambrose yep. seemed genuinely disgusted with being there. I don't think he's coming back. Let it go. Guys, you know people are still saying that this is a work and A&E, AEW and WWE are in, you know, deal with one another. And at this point, you're just like, really? Just let people believe what they want to believe you. This is the same shit with WCW. There was like, Vince sent over Vince Russo in a conspiracy to kill off WCW. Bruh, Stop. Vince Russo don't need nobody's help killing off nothing, okay? He can do this shit all on his own. Exactly. So that was double or nothing. Now, I want to get your final thoughts. Uh, Quattro, how'd you enjoy the show? Or for the highlights you've seen? Um, from so far, what i seen for the show, I, out the gate, it's a strong show. I don't think... That can be argued anyway. It's definitely a good show out the gate. It definitely lived up to the buzz, and it's going to make people watch that more. I think it's harder now saying where you go from here with your weekly episodic show. Well, they got more pay per views coming up before the uh, the begin before the show starts in October, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so you said I know we said one, which I think is in September. Their next show coming up. So is it just that one show, or are there actually more pay per views? Well, they that? got the whole feast of thing. Uh, you know, the fire festival next month. Fighter fest. And the the fighter fest. I don't know if there's a pay per view or just a show. But and, and then they got another thing coming up. Uh, in September, I believe. Okay, so yeah, it's 
from out the gate trying to put your company on the map, trying to put some buzz behind you, mission accomplished. Okay. Uh, I thought it was a pretty decent show from what I saw. There were some issues with the show, which I think that they, as uh, going into the future of this, they have to fix, mm-hmm. such as production. There were a couple times where their cameramen were out of focus, mm-hmm. and you got to teach these people. See, because a lot of times people don't really realize that what goes into a wrestling show or entertainment show is not just wrestling. Yeah, and a lot of guys don't know that because sometimes, like one day, we can say what we want about WWE all day, all you want to. Yeah. You will not beat them in the production quality. Oh you well, won't. no, because one, they're they're the top of the the top of the tops. Yeah, and they know what they're doing. I mean, they've had a lot of time to figure this shit out. Uh huh. I'm not. I wouldn't hold it against them if the production was bad. But I would hope that somebody in the back is like, all right, y'all, we got to do X, Y, and Z next show so that we make sure this, 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 and this doesn't happen again. Um, and not just saying we're gonna roll with it. You know, you got to learn from your mistakes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the, the ring looked good. We had an old school ring, the old school barricade. I liked all that stuff. The stage was fine. I, cause, I like the design of it. I like it because, first of all, anything but the raw SmackDown stage to me is just better. Cause because I'm tired, tired of, of seeing it. You get tired of it. I was <sighs> like, oh my God, it's poker chips. Because we're in Vegas. That, that makes, makes sense. sense. I'm just like, give <laughs> me something. Because I, I don't like it, 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 it don't make sense anymore. Does it cost I mean, money? It, yes. You have a theme. Like, you have a theme, you yeah. follow it. You follow it and it doesn't get it doesn't start to look kitschy because you did what you were supposed to do. And, and I was like, the writing's on the wall because at this past year's WrestleMania, they just had a big ass screen. True. Uh-huh. They had a big ass screen, it but yet at there. WrestleMania thirty three, the ultimate thriller, you had a whole theme park. A whole roller coaster in the background. See, look, the only thing that I think people want, but what you're not going to get, and I think that's even shown by like Raw and SmackDown this week, WWE don't care. It's not a competition yet. It's not. I don't think it's ever going to be a competition. I feel like as long as it makes dollars, it makes sense to, to Vince. Because, you know, they're concerned about ratings, but I can guarantee you that's not their biggest concern. They, they, yeah, in my heart, I agree with you. In my heart, they ain't worried. <laughs> They like they don't care. They really probably don't care about. They know that the, the the bigger threat they have is that people are unhappy and they are they're willing to leave, even with all the money that you have. They had they're throwing at people. They're still willing to be like, I'd rather uh, go somewhere else where I can just do this because I like it or because I love it than you know because to say that I'm on the WWE roster. So that's more of a, a bigger threat to you than the actual company itself right now as, as far as they probably are looking at it. But, you know, uh-huh. if they still making money hand over fist, they don't care. Right. Right. Completely. Uh, see, here's the thing, though. I'm not going to say, say Vince ain't scared because Vince has canceled SmackDown house shows on Mondays. Vince has made this wild card rule that he doesn't abide by. Vince brings out a new cha- no. Vince brings out a new championship. That's those are signs of worrying. But is that a sign of worrying about AEW, or is that a sign of worrying about what Fox told them they wanted? 
That's right. a sign. No, that's a sign of worry about what AEW is doing because if, they, if he was going to do anything about what Fox told him to do, they would have been did it. The wild, the wild card rule apparently was a compromise for Fox, not for AEW, because Fox wants the big people on the show, but they don't want to completely cancel the brand split. So their solution to that, or Vince's solution to that, was creating this wild card rule where you can have the big stars pop up on each show if necessary, meaning every week, because they... Because it makes sense, even though you're on Raw, we need you on SmackDown this week for whatever reason to come and stir up trouble. So, cause, because they want to uh, have the rates, because apparently in the contract, they can, because everybody was saying it, but they cannot move them to FS1 even if the ratings drop. So they're just not trying to, they're trying to, I guess, figure out a way to make sure the ratings don't drop. Because um. now you're going to have this show taking up space on in a primetime slot. So, I mean, look, they, there have been, you know, the shots fired, trust me, they're watching. Oh, no, I'm not saying they're not watching. Because some of these dumb rules. The Revival's out, Anderson Gals is out at the end of this year. They're going to be knocking on the door. Sasha's just waiting. Sasha's so, waiting on her contract around. Sasha's waiting, yep. Yeah, waiting on the contract around, so she can just go over there and do what the fuck she want to do. And, you know, I get it. Uh, Another thing that bothered me. I don't know about y'all. The commentary. I didn't see. I you know now busy giving birth and stuff. Yeah, so, I so didn't see. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see the commentary. They had uh, Excalibur, who was really good. Mm-hmm. Jim Ross, who Jim Ross speaks for himself. Mm-hmm. But then they had this guy named Alex Marvez. He sucked. He sunk up the place. This man just ripped the soul out of everything that was in there. And I was just like, are you commentating or are you writing an article? So who's, who would be the WWE equivalent if there is one? So I could try to make a... A WWE equivalent of that guy? Yeah. Dasha Bot? <laughs> See, I was talking about a commentary person. They... Uh, uh, wow. <laughs> wow. I hate to talk about her Dasha Bot also. Or, uh... <clears throat> if I had to go for commentary, I would go. Percy Watson. I was going to Percy Watson. No, but he's see, not, he's not dead. Though. No, no, he's, he's not dead. Percy Watson just don't know where to pick his spots. Uh, if I had to go to commentary, I'm trying to go back to somebody who was just dead on commentary. I hated hearing their commentary. I'm going back. Todd Grisham. Oh no. Todd Grisham was not great, but he wouldn't. <laughs> Clean that up as much as you want. But he wasn't as bad as him. See, I, I'm trying to go back to the days of like, remember, remember when he had like Al Snow in there for a minute? Oh, Doing some Sunday Night uh, Heat? Uh, yeah, or, uh, uh, <laughs> or, uh, if I could think, because a lot of like the people they try of Velocity, like Justin Roberts, not that bad, because, you know, he, he did already the uh, impact. Mm-hmm. But, uh, He was, it was, it was like, it was like he was so hollow, like a board to me. Jesus. Okay. He just was un- every day. He took, he literally took the soul out the matchup. Now Jim Ross, uh, I, I love Jr. I JR do. Jr. is getting up there. J- Jr. been through some shit. He lost his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, he going through that shit. He, he, he left WWE. The, the, the thing about 
JR is he's, he's an old school commentator. Yes, in a new school world. In a new school world that he don't know all these moves. Mm-hmm. He don't know all these people. And he don't know how to sell the story be behind the move. Okay. If I say, can he just be color? You don't have to be a... Well, see, though, he's the play-by-play guy. That's why Because they had Alex Marvez as the color guy. That's and I'm just not, like, what the hell are you doing? And the thing is, that's why I was saying I had a problem when they did uh, Pentagon's uh, arm snap. You know, and JR uh, called it an arm bar. I'm like, no. And he had the same kind of mistaken problem when it was and uh, when, when he did that the, the New Japan show. I forgot which uh, it was like Russell Kingdom, I think it was. So, and on top of that, it was a three man announced team. I don't need you a play by play and a color guy. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. Now the uh, Excalibur guy who who's been commentating for P, uh, PWG. You know, he had his mask on for his coach and stuff like that. But I would say, but uh, he was really good. He was into it. He was excited about it. He knew the things like that. I can listen to this guy. Yeah. Him and JR got better as the night went on yeah. on certain things. But this Alex Marvarez guy, he just he just was terrible. Maybe somebody cousin or something. Well, somebody, I'm reading here. This is, he says, commentating since never. <laughs> and a football writer and podcaster. Oh. See, me personally. What? Why do y'all do this? See, this is the thing. This is the problem with the world we live in right now. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you oh, yeah. We live in an influencer culture. So if you have a little bit of a following, yeah. and there's enough people behind you that they think you'll bring you'll bring people to watch or to come, i.e. the fire festival. Yeah. <laughs> then they'll hire you even if you have no experience with said job. And I just don't understand that. I'm like this, that that does not work. But you know what? Certain people got it. Bobby the Brain, he and Gorilla Masoon, you got it. Uh, Gordon Soley back in the day, you got it. Jim Ross, Joey Styles. Lola, how would you say? Joey Styles. Joey Styles, you got it. And he did that by himself. Uh, yeah, uh, hard. Jim, hard. Jim Ross and Jerry King Lola, you, you got it. Corey Graves, what did you say? Like, like but not, he, he does, got he it. He does. He got Mauro it. Mauro Ronaldo. <laughs> Mauro Ronaldo, he got Mauro it. Oh, man, y'all. sorry. Renee Young, don't, don't got, got it. it. Why is she Beth so Phoenix rare, don't got it either. Beth Phoenix, I love Beth Phoenix. She don't have it. Don't right. got it. I'm Listen crazy. to her on NXT. I'm just like, I almost said, where's Percy Watson? I'm not <laughs> you, I don't know if it's they're not choosing the right women or if they just really don't have, they don't stand behind. Like, because y'all, we, she really clearly needs work. And you know they're gonna be extra hard on her now. Yeah, I mean now, See, I, I, I'm not. Yeah, I, now, I'm not. I didn't control. I'm not saying that you know Renee Young or Beth Phoenix is bad as Lita, but I'm just saying. Ooh, mm. Jesus! All she needed to do was end the ring. That was because <laughs> when Lita was doing the the, the first Mayo Classic. Mayo Classic. Yeah, mm. oh, that was a struggle. Buddy. That was hard to listen to. What would you See, about to say? What, what I'm wondering is right now: Is there anybody across any sports drama? genre that is a female commentator that is very strong. I don't know. I don't have that much of a deeper knowledge of sports. Do you guys know of it? There are plenty of women uh, interviewers. There are interviewers. There's not too many commentators. And there are some, uh, like I watched First Take and I watched Undisputed and they have like a 
a, 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 a female mediator. They're never like active commentator. Yeah, so we don't ever have an active commentator or debater, somebody that has a strong presence because you're know saying, especially with kind of women. So WWE is trying uh-huh. to change that, but they're just putting women in the sake of putting women on there. Yeah, they're not putting in people they feel like are really strong. Because I feel like if you have people who have nothing for them to do and they have some personality, why not throw them on the con- Like, throw them in there to, as a test or something because Renee Young don't. I, I was trying to give her a chance, but she, do- she doesn't have the it. And I was like, I get tired of hearing her go back and forth with Corey and Corey playing the shit out of her because it's very clear <laughs> that she don't know what she's doing. Uh-huh. He is destroying her on commentary every oh, week. Me. And it's like obvious to the fact that Michael Cole's like, yo, you wrong. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care about people destroying Michael Cole because it's Michael Cole. But it's just like, bro, I, I don't, this, we, we don't need this. But it, it, it's also in the freedom of what you can say, also. Very true. You know, and I know you got people in your ear. Yeah, a lot of people in your ear, things of that nature. But when it comes to the AEW thing, it hurts when you are not really familiar with your talent. Mm-hmm. And you're not really familiar with the wrestling moves and things of that nature. So that's the unfortunate part about it. But that was uh, our take on AEW, uh, Double or Nothing. So I, I thought it was a good first start. If I want them to keep on the path of doing what they do best and just you know focusing on that don't worry about WWE because yeah. all things will come because AJ Styles said that after uh-huh. the interview he was like y'all like don't don't come with, like do what you're doing do don't come yeah. to AEW just be your indie promotion yeah that's it I don't know why that's so difficult but because you're, you're angry I understand I mean I, okay a, I get it but it's like all the time, we could talk about all all the time how we want to about Roger Goodell and the NFL and how shit needs to change. And you're angry. And so you're going to come up with an alternative and you already know deep down inside your main alternative is I want to get this guy out of business or I want to show them that there's another way you can do it instead of doing it his way. Mm-hmm. But when his way has been the way for so long, you just can't get up and fight that. But I say people will head make on. it regardless whether or not it's, it's it's good or not or it's right or not. They just won't go with it because it's what they're comfortable yeah. with. And and sometimes a lot of times, companies, sports agencies, or whatever the case may be, don't focus enough on making their thing great. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Instead of look, you can go. It goes to anything. Why in the world is Power Rangers still on? Why is for twenty five plus years? It feels like. But VR Troopers has got canceled after three seasons. That's right, yeah. Because you want to be the Power Ranger killer instead of being VR Troopers. Very yep. interesting analogy, but true. I'm, I'm just saying, but <laughs> well, I'm just showing uh, it goes with everything. Uh, I know. No, 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 are, no, he's right. Lego's still around, but Kinex is dead. Yeah. Well, Kinex was the shit, too. It was, but <laughs> once again, when you focus on... It's the same thing. We've seen the MCU... Disc- or, I mean, was... It, it, that chapter came to an end. 22 movies uh-huh. in 11 years. And the Dark Universe is done after one movie. Really? Uh-huh. If you focus on what you're trying to do instead of trying to take down or be like everybody else, it succeeds better. It works better. But uh, uh, I'm going to move on because I want to talk about this real quick before, you know, cause I know I got Quattro up a little bit past bedtime here. Uh-huh. Come on. It's all good. I'm about to join you too. Respect. Uh, 20, it's not to the date. But 20 years ago, 
we had the unfortunate passing of Owen Hart. Yep. May of 1999. That's a shame. And we're now in uh, 2019, 20 years later, in May 22, 2019. And I wanted to talk about it a little bit and how, how we remember it and, you know, how the WWE has evolved since that day and, you know, some things that's going on. Uh, Quattro, you know, since you're the oldest, I'll let you go first. <laughs> I'm sorry. How, how do you, you remember that day? Well, first of all, it ain't funny. So I'm going to start there. You don't know when they laugh? <laughs> I know. I'm so laughing. Um, oh. I definitely remember watching that pay-per-view. I remember, remember being young. I remember watching the pay-per-view. Little kid, wrestling fan, and seeing what happened. And you just sitting there like, that? doesn't look right like I didn't I'm not gonna say I fully understood like wow what happened but I remember like oh okay well he hit the ground but the crowd is silent and then it just instantly blanks out and I'm sitting there like there's something wrong with TV did somebody pay the bill didn't pay the bill like what's going on and then it it comes back on and you can hear distressed in the commentator's voice and the crowd has the life sucked out of them and I remember the next match with the stain in the ring and I'm like that wait a minute and I then I'm starting to put it together and I'm like yo is he okay stupid question but still I can remember that feeling and going to school on Monday and like did y'all see wrestling this weekend <laughs> so it it was a very it was a very messed up time even down to watching that raw and just it was it was a wild time. So I can really say it was it was a wild time. How, how about you, Lee Sketch? Well, I don't really have much you know, like commentary to add to when it actually happened because my uh, parents weren't into the whole wrestling thing. Yeah, so I didn't get to watch pay <laughs> I only got to watch, um, I want to say SmackDown. I don't even think I got to watch Raw. Mm-hmm. Like, ain't nobody giving up the TV so you can watch wrestling. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I remember hearing about it and being like, wow, that, like, really? Like, you know how you hear stuff and you're like, nah, that ain't really happened. But it's just like to think that something like that could happen. And then I remember being confused about not, like, things not happening, like, not stopping. Mm. But not really being able to, uh, not really being able to process why that was wrong until now, like as an adult. Uh, but I don't know. I, I again, I don't have as much commentary to add as you guys do, because uh, that wasn't my life back then, unfortunately. No, 1999. I really started getting into WWE. Mm-hmm. Because I was I always grew up as WCW, mm-hmm. so I wasn't familiar with the wrestling deaths. Because even when Brian Pillman died in '97, I was all WCW. Yeah, I wasn't even. I don't even think I was actively watching as much when he died. So when when when, when uh, the finger poke of doom happened, I was like, "Fuck WCW!" <laughs> I was I was pissed. <laughs> and I, I went over to WWE because really. '98. I was back and forth. So I knew who Owen Hart was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then I was just like, okay. Because, see, I didn't know how big Owen Hart was until I went backwards. Because when I was going to Owen Hart, Owen Hart was wrestling for the European Championship. He was tag team with Jeff Jarrett. 
I knew he was like uh, animation for a minute. Yeah, but see, I didn't remember. I didn't know that part until I go went backwards. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he, you know, he had the big rivalry with Brett back in the mid nineties. He was king of the ring in ninety four. See, I didn't yeah, know I all that know. stuff. I had no idea about that. All I know is he was uh, coming out there with Jeff Jarrett and Deborah with the caution tape on. Mm-hmm. So, because right, I believe when he passed, he was the blue blazer. Exactly, time, right? and, I, and I was, and, and I was even more shocked because I didn't know that was his thing in the eighties. I was just like, um, right. what? You know what I'm saying? So, I was like, I saw WrestleMania 19. It was a success. I was like, I want to order Over the Edge. And I'm going to be honest with you because I wanted to, me and my sister wanted to watch Over the Edge so bad because Mark Henry was coming back with D-Lo Brown to face uh-huh. X-Pac and K. Oh, and I wanted to see that. I, honestly, I, it wasn't even about Antigua Stone Cold. And I wanted to see that, and I wanted to see uh, The Rock versus Triple H in that strap match. And I, you know, I had because you know Triple H beat The Rock over the casket and everything. And it was crazy. So I, we ordered pay per view, thirty four ninety nine. I'm watching it, and then they said, "Here goes." The, they show a clip of Godfather versus Blue, Blue Blazer for the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. And it just stays there. Yeah. So I'm like, something wrong with the TV? Something wrong with the update? They show another WWF commercial, something like that. Then we get back, all these people around the ring. I'm like, what the hell happens? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, get, I, as a kid, I'm like, get on with the show. Yeah. So uh-huh. then, uh, when J.R. King came back and said that all heart is, you know, is in critical condition, he suffered from a fall. Two things. Number one, I know what critical condition meant yeah, as a kid. And when he said suffer from a fall, I'm like, I fall all the time. No, seriously. Uh, I thought you were going to say, like, you thought somebody had, he had fell in the ring or something. Not, I fall all the time, though. Like, <laughs> I, like I fall all the time. What's the big problem? <laughs> so, I'm sitting, I'm sitting, like, I'm like, I'm 11 or 12 years old when this thing's going on. Yeah. So, uh, then, throughout the bag is when it started to be apparent to me, like, when Jeff Jarrett was crying in this uh, promo about to go out and face Val Venus or something like that, he was just like, we pulling for you, Owen. I'm just like, what's happening? So then, after a couple of matches, they came back and said that Owen Hart has died from a fall. He was supposed to come down as a blue blazer, and then he fell from the ceiling. I was just like, "Oh, what?" And honestly, that kind of took me out the whole night. And that, I just want to ask uh, a question because I this uh-huh. show, I don't want to this show. Knowing what you know now about the company as a whole, and being an adult, do you feel like they should have went on with the show? It's kind of hard because I know right. Owen would probably want them to go on with the show, but see at that time, okay, you know, it, you know, honestly, it's very hard. It is because it, it's it's not it's not like I necessarily money thing because Vince could pay that that fee to pay per view providers yeah. stuff like that. That ain't the problem. It's 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 very hard because you want to have respect for one of your coworkers. Yeah, but then it's also one of the things like a week. We got this. We because you don't want to bring so much alarm where it upsets your audience. I mean, after we had confirmation that he died, like people watched him actively fall. I mean, yeah. even if it was like you showed something else to the pay per view provider, like pay per view purchasers, yeah, and you cut the show at the arena, these people just watched this man fall to his death. Yeah, I feel like I wouldn't even want to be there anymore. Like it was completely. But see, the, the, the also, <laughs> huh? I'm listening. No, no, if I could attempt to say it from this way, for um, I had a heart attack at work. 
mm-hmm. during work mm-hmm. while the job like <laughs> while the job was going on even though I got um, emergency people wheeled out everything mm-hmm. unfortunately as Wiles just said they still had to finish that job very true like it it didn't. It didn't stop the day. The day paused for a couple minutes or two. But while I was over there on the side dying, I'm like looking at my coworkers, like, "Yo, you still gotta do your job. Like, it still has to happen." So if I'm gonna think about it from that vibe, you still gotta go to work. It's which is is rough to say from a pure ethical standpoint. Mm-hmm. But see, you you still gotta go to work. But see, here's the thing, though. <laughs> Because I understand what Lady Sketch talked about also because when Christopher Watt died, they canceled all the Raw. Yeah. See, yeah. so, but see, and once again, to that find could... out after that that you should not have canceled Raw. Exactly. But I'm just saying, but when you look at it there, you sit and thinking to yourself, like, maybe they're trying to test for what happened with Owen Hart. Uh-huh. And I mean, I can understand this is probably just one reason why his wife is mad. Uh-huh. No, no, I get it. Because but you know, it's 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 a thing where because one one nobody that match wasn't even advertised. That's that's like a bonus thing. And that's fine. And, it's just my thought is because I understand where you're coming from, Quattro. Because I had the same thing happen to me when I was pregnant with uh, our first son, like our, our first child. I passed out at work on the bathroom floor, and nobody knew I was in there until somebody came and found me. And then it was a whole bunch of commotion. So I was just like. I never would have thought that the, the night is going to stop because I'm getting wheeled out on a stretcher. But ain't nobody paying to see me come entertain them. Mm-hmm. And True. That, and that's no shade. Like, I mean, no shade to you or anybody else uh-huh. who had something like that happen to them. Because uh, I get it. I, it. It's happened to me. I was just like, nobody's coming and saying, here is my hard-earned money or whatever, uh, and then has to watch me fall out. And then be like, all right, well, let's just go back to playing games now. Like, it just, it doesn't, it, I don't know. I, I get what y'all saying because I, I feel the same way. It's a mm. difficult decision. But it's still just like, I don't know, like, because it's not just your coworker. These are your friends. They got to come into this ring and pretend like you didn't just die right here mm-hmm. in the middle of this ring and put on a show for these people who paid to see y'all. I mean, I because I, I get it from I, both ends. I think from certain reports, I don't think Vince made them work. So like he had a choice. Couldn't? Okay, if they, if they couldn't, if they, if they because could, they didn't. it's kind of like Eddie Guerrero when he died. He gave him a choice. Mm-hmm. You either go out there, you perform, or you know you don't. And a lot of these guys, they got the perform the performing in their blood. This is true. I mean, they feel like that's probably honoring him. Yeah. But it's still just like, okay, I understand if he didn't make them work, that that um, makes more sense. But it's still just like, man, that that's so horrible. Like, you, it is. Yeah. Like, on, like a reflecting on it. If I'm at work and something happens at my job and my coworkers. I want to cancel the day. Yeah. I want to. I don't know if I can, but yeah. I want to. You know, but it also, it also, because it, it also depends on the job. Yeah. Believe me, uh-huh. it also depends on the job. Yeah. Because yeah. if I'm in a job like a restaurant, yeah. So when um uh, so I'm trying to think. Cause I wasn't there, but when uh, 
my coworker Dave Buster got shot. Yeah. There were just people that just could not physically keep on working. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Because this happened that day. Yeah. So they were, I think they had to like, but see, I, I wasn't there to know if they cut people early or they or, or if they shut shut it down saying, look, we had a tragedy here. We got to spend stuff or, or David Buster's will be closing at this time. Oh, yeah. No, and no, something no, like sure that. they probably didn't. When you're at a thing that is evolving multi-million dollars. Yeah, yeah. When you you know, yeah. when you're at a music concert, when you're at an entertaining performer or a sporting event, mm-hmm. you know, there are people in wrestling and football that have died on the field, died on the court, died on the ring. People have done that before. Yeah. And sometimes when you're in that situation, you either sometimes it, it it's all depends on the call. It really all depends on the call and you know what people are there for. So it's a very hard call, but I do know the next night on Raw. I didn't mean to hijack, you know, oh, no. segment. I was just curious. No, I'm just saying, but yeah, uh, the next night on Raw, they had a uh, Raw is Owen show, and the superstars got to uh, display, you know, their affection for Owen and read poems and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it, they had uh, matches that they wanted to go out there and perform. So it was, it was a, it was a very hard thing. So now the unfortunate thing is, Owen Hart, the no, the name of Owen Hart, is almost the erased Hart brother that nobody talks about because of the toxic, toxic situation that is going on. And I hate calling it toxic. I mean, it because is. Because I understand. Yeah. To an extent, why? Because I, I would feel like that too. If something happened to you on the, your company's watch. And they wanted to do something that could possibly make money off your name. Well, not possibly. That would make money off your name. And I didn't like the way they handled it after the fact. I'd probably be pissed, too. I don't know if I'd be pissed like this, but uh-huh. I'd be pissed, too. See, it it, 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 it sucks because now there... We're saying this is 20 years later. Mm-hmm. There were people that were born in 99 that watch us now are 20 years old don't even know who Owen Hart is. Yeah, because... I'm real. That's the one thing that I do that I said to an ex- that's why I said to an extent because it's like he has children. Doesn't his son want to wrestle or something like that? I guess uh, if you're a heart, you just wrestle. I guess <laughs> if you're a Jackson, you sing. So you, I you mean, know. that's their life. That's yeah. their life. I get that. But I don't know. Is that really their life? It sounds like she don't involve them. She don't involve herself in any of the heart business. Uh huh. Because I wouldn't be surprised if you held on to something this long, 20, 20 years. You know how much. How much work it takes to harbor hate in your heart for twenty, like for two whole ass decades? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I would not be, you know, I wouldn't be confused or, or um, like I, I wouldn't be surprised rather if she doesn't talk to the heart family and they have nothing to do with the heart wrestling legacy because that's to her that's what killed her husband. Uh-huh. And because I, I, that's that was my answer. She's never she was never in the business, correct? Like his wife, no. she's just a right, and I think that's probably part of the part of why. Because if it was if he was married to somebody who had came from the business, they probably wouldn't feel feel as like they would be. They might be upset, but I don't know if they would feel such a way. Um, but I wouldn't think like these kids come from such a rich legacy in that business, whether you want them to be in it or not. Because we see that all the time. It's a popular trope on TV where it's like, I was in X, Y, and Z industry, and I don't want you to go into it kind of thing. But these people, uh-huh. people don't even know who they, they, they dad is. Mm-hmm. Like, you know who he is. People in your generation know who he is. People in your kids' generation 
probably have no idea who Owen Hart is. It's like his legacy is dead. Mm-hmm. And it's it's sad because you can't do but so much because you don't own the rights to all of his like his likeness. WWE does from what I understand. So no, she do. She owns everything? She owns They everything. gave him they gave her everything. Look, that, that's they. That's why they can't make anything, because they don't have the permission to, to do so. Him? Yeah. I mean, okay, but you're not doing nothing to keep his legacy alive. The, the only thing that they can do is that on their network they are allowed to show old footage of okay. Owen Hart and stuff. That, like, you can't cancel the first match of WrestleMania 10. Okay, you can't I, cancel the cage match for SummerSlam 94. Okay, but so you, I understand that part. But I'm saying, but you're not doing much to preserve his legacy either. Exactly. So, but. When they made that Blu-ray called The Heart of Gold, mm-hmm. you know, there was a whole suing thing with that because they weren't allowed to do it, but they, but Bret Hart backed it. Mm-hmm. So... Of course he did. Uh, yeah, to try to make it, but... As much animosity as he has towards, she has towards Bret Hart, yeah. the, the Hearts probably don't even know what his kids look like now. I'm, I hate to say that, but... There is... I, I, I would hope that's not true, but I, I absolutely believe you're right. But I think so. I, that's sad. I mean, to the point, like, see, now, so there, there are no DVDs. There are no T-shirts. There are no video games. Mm-hmm. There are, there's nothing of Owen Hart Which to be used. It's hard, because like, you think about it, like, everybody's excited about Bret Hart coming, poor man falling off the stage to yeah. present the AEW title. Why isn't, you know, we should know just as much about mm. Owen. I mean, and And nuts. there's no Hall of Fame. There's no, you know, and... It's hard to say because the people that knew Owen would say that he wasn't even about that. But then, death is hard, and people take death differently. Yeah, that's why I, I don't fault yes. her for being upset. No, I, I don't fault her for being upset either. It, it, I, I do because I go both ways because it, it's it's deeper than just you just try to take, take my my husband's name for money. His brother came and mentioned him on television. That's the that's the part I say. I'm like I don't fall for being upset, but it's just like if some like I said, if something was to happen to you, yeah, I would never want to take you <coughs> from the people who had you before I was even here. Yeah, I would never say that your sister or your brothers or your mom or your dad couldn't say nothing about you or mention you or the legacy that you left because I'm upset. They had you for much longer than I did. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you were born into this. You know, it's cool. We chose each other. We built a life together. And yes, your family that you make comes before the family you come from in most cases. Yeah. But I still wouldn't be like, oh, well, no, I don't want nobody. You know, it, it's 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 a complicated situation. And it's sad that 20, it's, it's sad 20 years later, somebody who is a shoe in or as people call first ballot Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. it's still not there. Yeah. Or yeah. It, 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 you know, it's, it's still not. There's nothing about Owen Hart that people see. You know, and then you know his wife uses the thing. Well, if you want to learn about him, you go to WWE Network or I have a Owen Hart Foundation. But when you're a wrestling fan, you know nobody, nobody's looking for exactly the Owen Hart. They'll probably look for Owen Hart Foundation if they knew who Owen Hart was. Exactly. But say, how do I know you know, who he is? How do I? Yeah. How do I get to Google? Exactly. It's like you want to say Google him. How do I get there if nobody says a word about him? Yeah. The only reason you become inquisitive and you want to know something is because you have a little nugget of information that you want to expand on. Mm. I don't got no nuggets. 
So what am I gonna? How am I getting there? And you, and I, I think the, the the longer you hold out, the more money it's just gonna generate. True, because, because then everybody's gonna be like, oh, oh my god, Owen Hart is finally on X, Y, and Z. I'm gonna go buy. It's it's. Because me personally, I'm like, you know what? If you if if I'm like this, all right, you know, Vince, fuck it. I'll let you use them, but I get all the money. Well, if I say, or all the money goes to Owen Hart Foundation. Or the whole goes to Owen Hart Foundation, exactly. I mean, I can see that. Because, I, I honestly, you know, Owen Hart is going to be a name that's going to sell, but Owen Hart ain't going to sell for the next 20 years. Uh-huh. It'll sell a product at that time. Like, if you want to put him in the Hall of Fame, you want to put him on, on, on W2K, will it, it, will it sell? Yes. But it, it ain't going to be as though, like, okay... This is gonna bring in no Avengers Endgame revenue. Exactly. You you go you go for you have, time. Yeah. Call it having a Hall of Fame. Make a T-shirt that'll be available for a limited time, and then um you know or pro pro a uh, limited number of programs mm. with uh with the Hall of Fame whatever and that's it because that's it's not gonna be like five ten years from now people might it might spike mm. like you know how when people die or when something happens it spikes people's streams yeah people will go look for matches on WWE Network but it's not like they're gonna go and be like I had a toothpick that Owen Hart picked up at Burger King and I'm gonna put it on eBay for auction like it's not gonna like it's it's. and I still feel bad because Brett lost damn everybody everybody his dad is dead his mom is dead the Hart Foundation group from wrestling is gone all of them. Pillman, Davy Boy, Jim Nighthart, Owen Hart, they're gone. He is the last one. Then you go to his his, his actual blood. He about lost about three of them. He ain't look. It's Bret Hart's he this man beat cancer. You know, this is man he beat a stroke, he beat it, all the stuff that he has gone on in his life. He done dealt with Vince for over thirty years. He, exactly. Macho screw job, all this stuff, and I feel bad for him all this time because I'm just like, is this man gonna die and not be able to see the, the respect that his brother deserves? That's right, painful. Bret Hart died and she released the rights. Oh, that's that's petty. I feel like she would get crucified, bro. Like she'll get ran off all the social medias. She might get some threats. Like it, I. Mm. What you gonna say, Quattro? I think this is unfortunate to say, but this is real. It ain't happening. Yeah, he, he probably will unfortunately pass away before he but ever. But that's gets how that's gonna go down, unfortunately. Because I don't know. I, I'm like, are y'all are y'all trying to hold out to see who died first? Like, like. Because everything uh-huh. is going to get passed on to his kids. and I mean, who knows how they feel? Nobody's ever, like, talked to them. Exactly. I don't even know what they even look like. If I can keep picking them out of a lineup. Nope. Which might be good for them. You know, a non- uh, I, can't, I can never say it. Um, you know, remaining anonymous is is probably best when mm. you have a parent or parents in the spotlight. All right, guys, welcome back to our NXT review here. We got a lot of NXT going on this weekend, and this time joining me to review NXT and to go over NXT TakeOver 25 is not Deion Sanders, but Primetime. Yo, what's up? It's me. It's me. It's the P-R-I-M-E. I'm ready to get this NXT review. Like, you know, I'm ready to talk about NXT. I think it's going to be a good show. 
It is. I, I you know, uh, I'm actually excited because I was first. I was like, why are they calling it NXT 25? And I was like, oh snap, this is the 20 the, the, the 25th takeover. <laughs> and I was just like, it wasn't even registering that this the takeover started back in like 2014. Yeah, NXT Arrival, I think was the first one. Yeah. Then it was like R Evolution, then it was R something. They used to have R in it. Fatal 4-Way was one of them. Yes. The I I would love, remember how WWE did the anthology sets where they would um, have like all the WrestleManias and the Royal Rumbles and stuff? I would love for them to have all 25 NXT TakeOvers. They might have like the best. They might have like a best of twenty five, like one match from every takeover. I get it, but I'm just saying. But if you could do all the anthology with like the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, and SummerSlam, and Survivor Series, I'm pretty sure you can have an anthology of uh, of um, all the takeovers. Because I would love to watch all the takeovers. Yeah, maybe they will in the future. In we'll see. I mean, we know how DVDs and shit sales go. But yeah, we'll NXT this past week, we are down. This is the final NXT, the go-home show to the NXT 25. And from the start, because we had this rivalry going between Mia Yim and Bianca Belair, two women that I'm big fans of. So they had a match uh, tonight. And I have to say, out of in WWE standards, this is this was the best women's match this week. They had other women's matches this week. Good, what well, they did, but they weren't that great, and you know that. I couldn't, I couldn't tell. Yeah, I didn't even know there was some matches. Yes, so exactly, so I, I can agree. Uh, a lot of back and forth action here. Me and Yim doing. She, she's a great. She does great at selling. And mm-hmm. I was trying to see how Bianca Belair was going to do in this matchup, and I, uh, I like when me and Yim hit the eat the feet, or excuse me, the soul food, but then because uh, you know they're. They don't call you defeat no more. And Bianca Belair rolls outside the ring, and then she buys some time, and then she uh, slams me and him on that apron. God, uh, well, actually kind of like pushes her into it. Goes back in there, but it was very unique how me and him took Bianca Belair's braid and then used the soul food that way. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. Uh, Creative. Nice spot. And me and him picks up the clean victory over Bianca Belair. Is this her first loss? Uh, second. Second. Okay. So what was the first one? Because like I said, I haven't. It was Shayna. Oh, that's, that's at right. Takeover. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Shayna made her uh, pass out, but this is Bianca Belair's first pinfall loss. Yeah. Yes. Uh, to me. Yeah, yeah. So I think that they're, they're going to, you know, keep Bianca Belair down at NXT, have, have her simmer around a little bit, and then they're going to have probably make her go women's championship because like they're they're. they're uh, Get behind me and Yim, and they're gonna try to push her. Yeah, I mean she she did good in TNA, I thought. So you know, like, why not try to bring that over to NXT? Exactly, I'm saying, but yeah, so you know, uh, that was a really good matchup. Next matchup we have is okay. Now I know I'm going to say this name wrong. It's the Kushida, right? Yes. All right. The the newly signed Marty McFly. It's called Marty. <coughs> The newly signed uh, Koshida takes on Drew Gulak. I even, I forgot Drew Gulak was even in his business anymore. Yeah. I don't know if he was two two hundred five live NXT Raw, whatever the case may be, but it looks like he's on NXT right now. And Gabagulak. You said what? Gabagulak. Gabagulak. Well, they ha- uh, had a great matchup here. This is the first time I actually because I didn't get a chance to see uh, 
Kushida when he first debuted. Because like I said, I have not been watching NXT or 255. Anything on the network I haven't really been watching. Same thing with Raw and SmackDown because my life has just been so busy. Obviously with, you know, me having a new baby and all that kind of stuff. So, I have not got a chance to go around. Every week I was doing something from having a baby to having a baby shower to having, you know, other things going on. So I was like, my God. And, you know, last time I talked to you, I was on your podcast. Yeah. So I didn't get a chance to see Koshida in action. So I liked him, especially that, that jumping arm bar thing he does. Mm-hmm. Well, oh. I'll tell you. Oh, hip toss. Um, I'll tell you, as far as him coming over, um, so when he was in New Japan, He's getting presented differently, and I don't think I, I don't think I like how he's getting presented here. Just because he's just coming in, he got to build his way up. But his matches are just different. They're way slower. So, does he kind of remind you of the Kenta Hideo Itami type transition? No, he's not like a he's not a fast paced person at all. Uh-huh. He wrestles slow, but he he wrestles like real slow here, here uh-huh. and against. Oh no, he's he's been real slow. Yeah, probably for TV or whatever. But yeah, like here it's it's like probably toned down three. As far as like his normal his normal was he just go go into the moves, go into these little submissions or whatever. Here it's like he go into the submission, hold there for a second, wait, put you in the headlock. Take you out the headlock, then put you in the move. But you know. Oh, so he drags the pace a lot. Yes. Gotcha. All right. Well, I mean, that seems. I mean, well, hey, that seems like what was. Well, he, he drags the pace until he's in there with like Will Ospreay or somebody. Yeah. Well, I mean, so you know, once he gets to the other competition, like you know, the Matt Riddles and the Keith Lees of the world, you know, it'll be a uh, kind of different. So uh, he 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 beats he beats Gulak, but this rivalry is far from far from over. So I can understand that. Uh, at the end, main event time, we have only looking at Danny Burch versus. Wait, the, wait, 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 yeah. wait, 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 wait! I gotta stop you right there because yeah. I have a question sure. about. Okay, actually, we probably could talk about that during the match. I just got a question. Yeah. We because we, we seen someone Eo Shirai and Shayna Baszler. That's I just right. want to know. Not about that uh-huh. I, I just want to know what does Candice have to do with anything? Candice. Yes, Candice Lorraine. Yeah, you know what? I don't. Cause see, it, it kind of looks like I want to befriend her because you, you 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 cannot tell me that it's not time for Shayna Baszler to come up to the main roster. You cannot I mean, why tell why me. Why don't they just have Kari Zane come back just for this time? Because she's not even on SmackDown, so. Bro, because I'm tired of seeing these people not being used on SmackDown trying to come back and shit. Like, come on. There's no reason they should have brought her up. They're not going to use it for one week, and then that's it. Bro, I agree with you. I do agree with you. I I just think it's more of a Candice LeRae trying to be friend of Io Shirai, and then that's the rivalry you're going to get once Io Shirai takes the title off of Shayna Baszler. That's a a random friendship right there. It is random. Kind of like Naomi and Oscar, right? Yeah, or Naomi and Carmella. Oh, Naomi and Carmella was not as mo- as random as uh, her and Oscar, though. I'm sorry. But it was just like one week they was fighting <coughs> the next with their best friends. Got the same attire and everything. You're right. Uh, 
main event time, only Lorcan and Danny Burch take on the Forgotten Sons. So, this is obviously setting uh, setting up for what's going to happen, that Fatal 4-Way ladder match that we're going to have. I forgot that match already. If, bruh, look. We'll talk about when we get into the preview. But, so, this match went to a no contest because the Street Profits came out and started laying waste to the Forgotten Sons because the Forgotten Sons... Like urban use. The, the, you, 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 you know the name, right? Because of what... Uh, the forgot the forgotten sons came at uh, their match. They were going against the War Raiders. I refuse to call them the Viking Raiders or the Viking Experience. Well, I'm talking about NXT. Just saying. You know, I mean, they are nowhere to be found either. So it was like no reason for them to lose their belts either. But you know, hey, hey, look, WWE is in a mess right now, and I think Vince is single handedly fucking it up. Just saying, and I don't mean that in a good way. <laughs> so. <coughs> Things break down that after Forgotten Sun, uh, after uh, Prime Time, uh, excuse me, the Street Profits are beating down uh, everybody. They have a stare down with, um, was it was because Undisputed Era does come out. Is it a stare down with them or is it a stare down with Danny Burch and uh, Orny Lorcan? So they fell for the dumbest trick in the book where you have a stable, is to have two guys, they, they got four man teams, and two guys come to the front, they're like, yeah, we're going to come down there. Obviously, they come to the ring slowly. They're mm-hmm. going to get tapped from behind. They have four members. So, I mean, that's like the, the oldest trick in the book, I would say. Yeah, so, okay, so they fell on <laughs> Undisputed Era, and then also Undisputed Era is taking them out. Adam Cole pulls, <laughs> out, a, pulls out a ladder and rams right across the back of one of the Forgotten Sons, right? It's kind of, kind of the ramp. Mm-hmm. And then they stay on the ladder, and then they pose because uh, this Saturday... Uh, by the time you're hearing this, is probably going to be tonight. They got this tag team ladder match. So, that was NXT Go Home Show. How did you enjoy the show this week? I thought it was a. It was. I don't think it was better than most. It was. A, it was like an average episode. It yeah. didn't seem like a go home until like that last segment. But I think it was an average episode. I had to agree with you because. Uh, I was like, I, it's, it's been a while since I watched NXT, so I wanted to catch up on NXT. So you guys can be, uh, sh- uh, you know, sleep easy because I will be going back to doing the NXT reviews on the No Gimmicks Needed podcast, especially since we break up the segments of the podcast on YouTube. I'll make sure I start going back to the NXT review and stuff like that. So now it's time to talk about the big show on Saturday. NXT TakeOver 25. Do you think they're going to do anything special as far as like guests or performances or anything like that? That would be great. That would be great because I I, I figured that with it being on its own weekend, because there's no WWE pay-per-view on Sunday. So with it being on its own weekend, I can see them wanting to try to do something special, have some special people come back. Or like uh, uh, you may see like Sami Zayn in the audience, Shinsuke Nakamura in the audience, Samoa Joe. Kevin Owens in the audience with the Undisputed Era shirt on. That we kind of fucked. That would be funny, but uh, I, I can see the, I can see them coming back and being in the audience, or maybe like a Bo Dallas or something like that, or or they, or you know, it'd be kind of cool. Like you see like a Biggie, or they do like a thing like all the past NXT champions come out. I don't know, but all I care about is make like do something special with the stage. If it's twenty five years, well, you know, I have a what? What can I say? I have one complaint about this this whole thing. Okay. 
this big grand 25th anniversary NFT takeovers in Connecticut? Really? Of I would they, like go home for that. They could have. They could have. I mean, I would. I would have been already. They would have had it in the um in the regular NXT where they used to start the takeovers. In Orlando, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you can I get guess, a bigger. I you guess, can get a bigger venue in Orlando. You're in Orlando. <clears throat> they don't have to get the Amway Center. They can get like a, a smaller center. But um, I, that's the only thing I. It's a small complaint. It don't even matter. No, because you know what they probably but, yeah. they probably want Vince to watch. <laughs> yeah, Vince McMahon to come in the front row for five minutes just so the camera on. He gonna walk and leave, get in the limo, and go home and go to sleep. Exactly. So we once again NXT got a five match card. You know some things I, I was like uh, for, for 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 the twenty fifth. Well, I'm like I probably would did up a little bit. You know a little bit extra, but keeping the same consistent pace is cool. So we got five matches. We'll go over match by match of who we think we're going to win here. And I might as well start off with the you know the match that doesn't have really nothing much on the line, and that is Matt Riddle taking on Roderick Strong in a singles match. That right there has potential. Just to be matching tonight. Even though we got Gorgano and Adam Cole part two and Tyler Breeze is coming back, Matt Riddle and Roderick Strong automatically, you get them 20 minutes, that, that that can be a good classic right there. Usually I would agree with you. But I have a, I have a, I'm having a match I think is going to blow everybody out of the water. So I can't give it that much praise, but I still think it's going to be a great match. I think it's going to open the show person because, you know, like you said, has nothing on the line. You got you, you got to get the crowd hot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it's to get them hot, hype, everything like that. A couple bat breakers, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you think is going to win? Uh, okay, so here's my thing. I have like now because I have been not been keeping up with the storyline about Matt Riddle and uh, not Matt Riddle. Uh, Roderick Strong and Undisputed Era kind of like beefing. So, do you think that they're going to, like, like Ryder Strong loses and then they're going to probably break them up or he, they'll come out and help him win? I don't think they're going to break them up or I don't think they're going to come out either. I think he's just going to have a hard-fought match and lose. He's going to be, his Ryder is going to be like the face of the group After, for a little bit. He's going to be like the, I don't need your, I don't need your help to win this match. I want to do it on my own. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're right, Fredo. I have Matt Riddle winning. So, do you have the same? <laughs> Yeah, I had Matt Riddle win. I don't think there's there's no reason for Roderick to win at this magnitude. Plus, they want they want to shoot Roderick. I mean, shoot Matt Riddle up to the to the title picture. Exactly. Next up, a singles match for the North American Championship: The Velveteen Dream versus Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze is back in NXT and revamped himself to Prince Pretty, and I love it. I'll be sorry, Fandango, but I love it. <laughs> And I'm like, you know, that him and Velty Dream are similar characters. Yep. And uh, Prince Pretty's about to take his title, but once again, Velty Dream has just done this character like above and beyond. So does Velty Dream lose the the North American Championship tonight, or does Tyler Breeze, uh, or does he retain it? So who do you got? I, I say Velty Dream retains it, and I personally think this must be match of the night. Because I, I know Tyler Breeze has something to prove that he is has worth. And um, I don't know why, like, when Tyler Breeze was was in NXT, he was like that dude. He went up there and he turned him into an idiot. 
So, I, uh, I, mean, I, I, I agree, but now he, he cut his hair and, you know, he got a little bit more serious underneath him. And I, I just want to see how they're going to out-pretty each other. As long as he uh had that have that one of those special takeover interviews where he bring like five women dressed in like uh different things like I don't know what interest that he had women dressed up as like the Eiffel Tower and the the, yeah. like, the Paris London yeah just so ridiculous to show that he could he could out ridiculous the dream because I'm pretty sure the dream would have a, a crazy interest he might come out on the couch or something he has to or on the on the orange on the purple uh carpet like Aladdin Aladdin. Or you know he's a troller, so you know he may come out. Uh, long as he don't come out no AEW shit, or long as he don't come out, you know, <laughs> black and gold, exactly, or trying to troll Vince because they in Connecticut. Like your rage was something you had doing to me, right? Since she said that, since she said that, I could see him coming out with black or gold. If he doesn't come out with black or gold, he's gonna come out with red and yellow. I feel. Oh, we we going back to the Hogan thing again? I feel like he I feel like he got to complete he want to complete the, the cycle. You know he he uh did black and white, and he did the red and yellow, but he did it fully. So you know if he like to get his Hogan in, he might even wear like the the, the uh trunks instead no, of the. It's pants. already bad that they were most likely gonna probably get Hogan as our pre order bonus for two K twenty. Okay. Oh, come on now! <laughs> don't don't get me started. So yeah, so but you know. Let's leave it at that. Uh, third match is for the NXT, the vacant NXT Tag Team Championships. A ladder match. Why Why is it vacant? Tell me why it's vacant. Oh, oh, because even though the War Raiders did lose to the Street Profits in a non-title match, instead of defending the titles, they just laid them down. And vacant now, tell, me where, now, tell me where they are, though. Like, they're like, on the main uh, roster are or, they, or are, Raw. Are, are they injured? No. Not that I know uh, of. So, they just didn't want to, you know, like, come yeah. on now. That, they should have at least explained it. Exactly. I think they should at least explained it. Kinda like they could have had him out with a fake injury or something. Kind of like, where the fuck is AOP at? Oh, one of them was actually injured. Yeah, but still, like, damn. <laughs> they, they announced his injury. Uh-huh, so. Yeah. But now, so in this one, we have Orin Lorcan and Danny Birch versus the Street Profits. Versus the Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Versus the Forgotten Sons, Wesley Blake and Steve Man, Keller. I would really... I don't know if you ever seen this team of uh, Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner, but I would really replace them. I would really replace the Forgotten Sons with those two. I've seen them. At first I thought you were talking about uh, Tito Sabatelli. But no, uh, I know no, exactly no, no. who you're talking about. So, I agree with yeah. you. First of all... I think they are amazing. The Forgotten Sons are really forgotten. What? I don't care. It's still Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler. They are yeah. going to be the ones that's not going to do shit in this matchup. Now, I'm looking for this match to get time. It's not going to be the teams that everybody wants to be in there. But I'm saying it really... Because right now, everybody knows this needs to be the Street Profits win right here. I'm pretty sure your boy Montez is going to shame the man himself off a ladder. Yeah, whether he do a frog splash, whether he do a blockbuster, whether he do something completely oh, well, okay. stupid. Okay, not shame the man, Shelton Benjamin. He's going to run. I feel like he's going to run a ladder while it's on the rope and then do, a, do that little dive. That'd be kind of cool. I feel like that's something he can he can pull off without like, being too dangerous. Yeah, I was say long as long as he's careful. I, I, that's all I care about. But I, I look, they have to win it. 
they keep they keep doing the street profits dirty, and of course they don't want Angel Dawkins pinning nobody. So this is the best way you got to do it of having him climb the ladder. So, nah, I don't think nah. Angel Dawkins don't need to climb the ladder. I, I I'm picking. You can't right. get nothing. I, look, street profits for the win here. I'm sorry. I still I say street profits win, but I, I see Montez doing all the doing all the all the important work. Exactly. I'm just saying, but see, that's what I'm saying. I'm looking at this match. I know Danny, uh, Danny Burch and Only Loker. They, they, they're going to do their thing. Yeah. They're going, they're, they're going to do it because they are. They don't mind taking risks. Fishing O'Reilly, come on now. What more yeah. do we need to see about Red Dragon? Like, what? what there's nothing that needs to be said about that. And then you got the uh, Street Profits, where Montez is going to be the high fire in this matchup. Wesley Blake and Steve Color are not going to do nothing. They're gonna do them. They're gonna be. They're the Baron Corbin in this match. Exactly. Just there. For they're, no they're there for the ladder setup, the ladder hole, and to catch the people when they come out for the pile up spot. That's it. Yeah. And they're there to the bull for people to bull when they when they act like they're about to win. Exactly. So. I want this match to get time. Don't rush through it. It's only five matches. Give this match about a good thirty minutes to you know tell a good story, and I really would like the Street Profits to come out come out on top. Singles match for the NXT Women's Championship. Shayna Baszler is taking on Io Shirai. It was going to be a matter of time before these two women met, and now uh, we just seen that her her girls uh, attacked Candice LeRae, and the Io Shirai came out there and beat them down with a candlestick. So this is looking look, look very interesting. Uh, Io Shirai looking strong in this feud. I actually have Io Shirai winning because it's time for Shayna Baszler to come up. And now, granted, I know what's going on in the main roster is just bullshit right now. But right now, what they're trying to do, it, there is no recycled opponents for anybody. So if you want to do that, you bring up uh, Shayna Baszler. And also, you know, Ronda Rousey is coming back on Monday. Oh, she is. Or Raw to announce her future. That's not going to be, if she don't show, that's not going to be the first broken promise. They said Brock Lesnar's going to cash in on Monday, and I highly doubt that. Exactly, too. I'll say, even though I, because I'm loving Boombox Lesnar right now. <laughs> I'm loving Boombox Lesnar right now. Have you seen all the memes of him? Yes, I love it. I, oh. I, I'm actually going to try to buy a shirt before they retcon this whole thing. So. Because I know, uh,. That remind me of when he came out for Eddie Guerrero and he had the little sombrero hat. Yeah. Like, Brock know how to be entertaining and know how to get on your fucking nerves. So, yeah. uh, I got that. But right now, I think Shayna Baszler may come up to not attack Ronda, but her and the four horsewomen may come up to the main roster of Raw if Ronda says she, she's ready to retire and she want to have a baby. And she says, no, we got unfinished business. Like, they have a face-off with Ronda Rousey. Or she may want to take Ronda's place and say she's the new... Uh, most uh, what they call the baddest woman on the on the planet. So I don't know, but I think that may be the case. So you get the belt to Io Shirai, and they can Io Shirai, you know, Candice LeRae can take off with this rivalry going on. You know, I like your enthusiasm. I just think you're giving them too much credit, honestly. I am, especially after hearing John Moxley talking talking Jericho. I'm giving them way too much you credit. Know, too much credit. I think Shayna Baszler. I personally think Shayna Baszler is going to win. And she's not gonna come up until uh, SummerSlam. Okay. Because I, mean, I don't think there's no reason for her to just come up randomly. So I think she, it's gonna be like a big event for her to come up. You know, mm. her Shayna Baszler is not like ran, a random uh, uh, Killian Dane sighting or a random Eric Young sighting. Mm-hmm. 
she she come up is gonna be something serious. You're right. So, but, but yeah, I, 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 mean, I, I still got Io Shirai winning though. I have Shayna winning because I don't, I don't, you know, it's something with Io. I don't, I feel like I don't know her. Maybe I just have been watching NXT. I feel like I don't know the character of Io Shirai other than she is, that she does moon songs. You're right, but like, once again, I haven't watched NXT so much. I just know that she she is really good, and they got this little side thing going on with her, Candice LeRae. So. I don't know. Candice LeRae may be the one that comes out and saves her when the other horsewomen get up involved, and then she can beat Shayna Baszler with that moonsault. So who who knows? But I still got Yoshua winning this one. Main okay, event, okay. Main event singles match for the NXT Championship: Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. Now y'all, baby, baby y'all heard me say a while ago, back when they first had the match, the two out of three fall matchup. At the uh, uh, what was it the, the WrestleMania takeover? Yeah. They had, you've heard me say that I thought that Amos and Gorgano was the, still the best match in NXT history. Then I uh-huh. went back. Then I went back and watched the Adam Cole match and John Gorgano, and I was like, "Damn, I think I was wrong." Because they had a phenomenal matchup. Here's my issue, though. That was a two out of three falls match. I don't yeah, know how they, I don't know how they're gonna top it now. I don't know how they're gonna top that match. I don't need that. I'm just a normal match. Yeah, with a regular match. Like that should have been the, the singles match should have been the match first. Then this one should have been a two out of three falls matchup. But I have confidence that they, they can do it, but looking back at that match, I don't know how they can even top it. And the thing is I have Adam Cole winning this match. Yeah, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but Johnny Gargano has a history of losing his bill on the first defeats. Oh, like Sasha? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because he, he lost the North American title, first defense. Yeah. They lost the tag team titles in their first defense. I don't know if you paid attention to that one. Oh, you talking DIY? Yeah. Okay. And then this is going to be one he loses in his first defense. I guess Adam Cole. Now, like I said, I don't think Adam Cole wins clean, but I think I, I think this match is going to get about 30-plus minutes like their two out of three falls match got. Yeah, I think this is going to be the one where the Undisputed Air comes out and they actually help, or or this could be the one where they come out to help and Roderick accidentally does something to get Adam Cole pin. No, please don't do that. I I I don't want it. Cause see, I think that this is the best Roderick Strong has ever been, and that's including Ring of Honor, because Roderick yeah. Strong has no personality. So him going back to be, be uh, being a solo star don't work. Undisputed Era has gotten his confidence up, and has got him in a group, and got him. In, he, he's doing something, and I don't know if I because Roderick Strong is just not that strong babyface character. That you can really get behind and get turned to a star. He needs to be with Undisputed Era, kind of thing. Oh, you don't like his little boots? <laughs> yeah, stop. <laughs> who who do you have winning? I have Adam Cole just because of I honestly I just like Adam Cole over <laughs> over Gargano personally. That's, that's the only reason why. Honestly, well, I mean, you sound like Q Flow right now, but I'm not mad at you. <laughs> I'm not mad at you at Girl. all. It's not nothing against Gargano. I just really want to see Alco be look, that dude. And honestly, I kind of want Roderick Strong to have the North American Championship 
and Undisputed had a tag team. And yeah, I honestly wanted them to be Jiffin and Gold, like they yeah. say they was gonna do. Uh huh. But they they did that last year when they were Anico had the North American. They had a tag team. So I don't think they're gonna do it again. You're right, because I like I right now I really think the Street Profits need need the belts, and Velveteen Dream is doing great with the North American Championship. And then you got, but I think it's time for Adam Cole. If, if they're gonna keep him in NXT, they, he needs to have the belt. If they gonna keep you know him in NXT, because Undisputed Era should have been kept on the main roster. And I'm glad they didn't. So if they're not gonna do that, they, he should be. He should have the belt. He should have been. He should, uh, should win it from Gargano. You know, go, going back to Velveteen Dream right quick. Did you see the episode where he did the uh, the Dream Star Spangled Banner? No, I missed it. I wanted to see that. Oh, my. Oh, man. You got to go back and watch that. It was good. It was interesting. It was, I don't know if it was good or corny. To me, I think it was good. But it, it was interesting. All right. Well, he, did like, he, did, he did like a Star Spangled Banner. And the crowd was singing along. And he was just basically talking down to everybody he beat. And how great he is, basically. Good classic heel heat. So, yeah. So... Like I said, I, I think you know he may he may come out to that tomorrow or, or to tonight. Well, I don't think so because that was against he was talking to Donovan Dijakovic. Oh yeah. So whenever he fights that Donovan, that's probably what he'll do that more because he was supposed to fight him at this takeover, but I don't know what happened. Yeah, I think I think he got injured, didn't he? I don't I don't know. I thought he probably got caught with drugs. He looked like that kind of dude. Oh, he, he looked like he could be at the meetings too, you know. Well, <laughs> that's a big bra. That look like kind of like Samuel Shaw from TNA. Remember Samuel Shaw? If he had the gloves, bro. If he had the gloves, I I I I'll probably be. He's in him. a he's in WWE right now too. Or Sam- NXT. Samuel Shaw. No, Samuel Shaw and Robbie E. If so, you remember Robbie E. Okay, I, I remember. I hate Robbie. E. I, I hate the Jersey Shore dude. What what, what character is Samuel Shaw? He's his, he has Samuel Shaw as his name. He like they sign a bunch of people and then they uh put them in house shows until they get up to where they can be on the NXT uh, shows. Mm. So like they got like uh, Zima Ion, if you know who that is from TNA. Okay. They got ACH from PWG and New mm. Japan Ring of Honor. Yeah. And they got uh they got a lot of other people. But, they, you know, they, they only use them on the live shows for okay. now. So they can get better, I guess. Okay, that's fair enough. All right, guys. Well, that was our NXT TakeOver 25 preview. Our predictions real quick. Once again, only a five-match match card. I will be watching tonight and then hopefully be back to give you guys a review. Daddy life is, you know, strange. So but hopefully be back to give you guys a review of it. And uh, maybe Primetime can come back and join us. Ooh. Yeah, so depending on what the schedule is, but y'all yeah, definitely make sure I, I, I check it out. But right now, we're going to move on to the last part of this podcast. Monday Night Raw takes place in Milwaukee. I wake up in the morning and I get a text from a uh, writer, Ice Pick, my man, good guy, and explaining to me what I'm going to do that day. And it says, So you have a backstage where you will be with your own personal doctor who will be injecting you with rabies shots and all kinds of inoculations, um, however he explained it, to, to inoculate yourself against the disgusting fans. 
And I replied, I can hate that. Mm -hmm. And he replied, yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. So for the last part of this podcast, I wanted to end with this because I thought, you know, it meant a lot. And I also, you know, there's a lot to talk about here. And that is uh, the other day, <coughs> John Moxley, who was formerly known as, <coughs> known as Dean Ambrose in WWE, was on Talk is Jericho. And Talk is Jericho, very great podcast. I recommend anybody, uh, if you have not listened to it, to listen to it, give it a, give it a nice listen. <coughs> and he actually kind of buries WWE, or as people were saying, and he comes out and just expresses his feelings about WWE. Now, when this happened, this reminded me a lot of CM Punk. Now, the thing with CM Punk is, though, in my personal opinion, CM Punk, like, he really went in there and just buried the whole company. He almost buried professional wrestling. I didn't get that from Dean Ambrose or John Moxley. So there's a lot of things to say. So, Quattro, uh, did, did you hear the, the, the Talk is Jericho interview? Now, I absolutely listened to the Talk is Jericho pop, um, interview. And to be real with you, that was my first time listening to Talk is Jericho. Really? So, yeah, like, I'm, I'm listening to Edging Christian's podcast heavy. And it was like Jericho's was always on my list. And I never got around to it. But I got to definitely come back around to that. And you make a good point there. And I think it's because when CM Punk did his, he's just pissed off. Or I think it was Coke Cabana's podcast when he did his. Yeah. He was just angry. He was just angry at the whole establishment and everything that has to do with it. Whereas when it's um, Dean, the first, I want to say 15 minutes, is legit Dean thinking WWE. Yo, I appreciate that I learned this here. I wouldn't be able to do this without them. Yeah. So he it met was his like, wife there, it, right? Mm. I he was like, it's like I have friends I went to college with, and they'd be like, I hate that college, but your wife is there. From there, you have kids because you went to that school, so you can't hate everything about it. And I feel like Dean Ambrose is almost not. I'm not gonna say he's more mature than CM Punk, but he took a more mature route. In that way, like, I have to appreciate what I got to allow me to do this. And I, and I appreciate that he did that. Yeah, see, it, it also, because CM Punk to me came off like a lot of sour grapes, which he had some rights to have. And usually when you're angry at something, no, even people think they may not do it, everybody does it. I do it all the time. When, so, when somebody's uh -huh. angry at something, they're full of emotion, they're going to say things and bring things on sometimes maybe a little bit worse than it seems kind of thing or you uh -huh. know to just to just to make an attack and they'll do everything they can to make their point and i got dean ambrose frustration there's some things that were said about WWE that just frustrated me and giving us a little insight of it about stuff that we pretty much already knew about but him just confirming uh -huh. it uh, was a thing but he still had the wherewithal to let us know that he doesn't hate WWE. He actually wants them to be better. And I yeah. think as a wrestling fan, uh, we all want them to get better. You got the marks out there that saying, you know, we got to get rid of WWE. It's not about that because there was a point in time where everybody wanted to be a part of WWE. 
Yeah, I like how Chris, I like how Chris Jericho said that <clears throat> in his 18 years of working there, he always wanted to work for WWE. And when he left WCW to go to WWE, he felt home and he that's he didn't want to work for anybody else. And then some things just happened towards the end of his career. So some things happened, but he didn't even bad mouth WWE like that neither. So having these two I mean, guys. I'm just saying at the end of the day, what we all know is true is WWE is the show. You ask almost any average person, you watch wrestling, and they be like, oh, I know The Rock, I know Stone Cold, I used to watch WWF. They don't be like, oh, I watch wrestling. They be like, I watch WWF. It is the conglomerate. It's it's hard to ignore that. So, of course, you're going to want to work at the biggest place always. It just makes sense. So, so uh, me and Quadro are going to dig into this interview a little bit. I mean, I, 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 I'm not going to go verbatim of everything he said, but I'm going to go to some of the highlights that he did talk about. And one of the things was because, you know, Dean has been there for about seven years, and it's, you know, it's been a, a very stressful situation, which I can only imagine by some of the st- almost horror stories he was telling us and about the writers and about how they had to get the script and stuff of that nature and I'm like oh my god I I can't imagine so he said that he had his mind made up to leave in July of 2018 and this guy was still injured he had an arm injury then he got a staph infection then he got worse so it was a lot then the next month he comes back with Seth Rollins and does the whole uh, uh, SummerSlam angle and he uh-huh. even said in the Talk of Jericho thing that he wanted him to, to bring him back at SummerSlam and instead of the Raw before SummerSlam and then go on to SummerSlam and be there. But he said, but no, they, you know, they abandoned the idea of it. Uh-huh. And of, of how things goes because uh, <coughs> he wanted a different, <coughs> he wanted a change in his character. And right. uh, all the ideas that he came convinced that the writers would tell him Different things they were writing about, uh, especially when he was turning heel, and there was one being of a pooper scooper. See, and if I could jump in right here, it seems, and I I feel like all the listeners that listen to our podcast right now and listen to the Target Jericho podcast see that the big problem, and just to isolate the big problem of what I see, is not miscommunication. It's lack of communication, and it's not lack of communication from Dean Ambrose's side. As you were about to go in with the pooper scooper line, he advocated against this mm. and said how stupid this was and how it wasn't with his character. And, like, this is his character. I know mm. he's employed by the company, but this is his character. It is his job to sell himself. Yeah. Are, are we not wrong? No, you're right on that. So, so when he put out this character, and you say, "Yo, you gotta say something that is so unlike you," and he's up there telling them like, "Yo, that's stupid." I want to say that, and how he was like, "The um, this man was like, oh, this is gold. You gotta say this. This it is makes good shit." Sense. Like he said, it's "So you." <laughs> yeah, he said, "This this is good shit. This is so you." <clears throat> right, and he's like. And I, and I see that's where Dean Ambrose got a lot of anger. You're telling me what's me? <laughs> like, how yeah. I was saying is that 
I can definitely see the frustration there. And then he does make a comment saying that you know, uh, the whole po- the whole pooper scooper thing. He was just like, yeah. So he says that with that pooper scooper thing that he uh meets up with his man and they're trying to change the promo around. They're like, look, if we could probably find a way to get this pooper scooper thing out of it because it's embarrassing to say stuff like this. We could probably they go probably give it to Vince and then he'll probably change the, the uh the promo around because if he sees pooper scooper, he's gonna wanna use it. Because yep. Vince thinks it's good shit. It thinks it, he thinks it's funny. And uh they, they were going around all day trying to change his promo and then when he finally changed it and then uh it goes to McMahon. Vince leaves a note from uh signed off KO's KK it was a VKM saying that Dean Ambrose needs to know how to read uh, to get in touch with his character and read these promos verbatim and not try to change them. And that pissed Dean off because Dean's like, well, what am I doing here? Because clearly this man does not want, you know, uh, us on here. He said, I'm not an actor. He said, if you you know you got these you got all these writers and then you know you not you don't write for professional wrestlers like that. So if you one day you write for actors, right. they, they read off a script, and once they read off a script, they go and perform your show. That's because Richard Man, his show, all what he wants is a, about entertainment. That's what he's been wanting for for decades. That's what it was. He said, uh-huh. so why am I even working here? Which show some of the frustration. He also showed, shed some light on, of course, that, that whole heel turn he did with Seth Rollins and why each day he came out looking more like Bane and with the whole gas mask and, and the whole jacket and then the whole, this crowd is uh, infectious and I need to get... Smelly and stupid and you, I got to wear a mask to get away from y'all. And then Vince was pushing how each week he should come out with a different mask or something along those lines. Like, oh, this week you can wear a gas mask, and this week you can wear a surgical mask. And he's sitting the whole time like, this is not me. This is st- one, even if it's about him being him, it's stupid. It See, because if I can real quick, see, that right there shows just the out-touchness of Vince. Because uh-huh. you got a guy who's in his mid seventies, who is uh-huh. trying to write and trying to direct a show and scripts for some for people that are around the a- average between the ages of twenty seven to thirty years old, average. So and then, right. which is going to a crowd that's of. Uh, 9, 10, 11, 12 year olds. Dude, dude, to put it in another light, it'd be like Cool Mo D writing a song for Little Yachty. It ain't gonna work. <laughs> I, uh, you know what? That kind of comparison, it, no. <laughs> you know what I'm right. it, um, It's not gonna work. It's like, yo, y'all from different times. What was funny for you ain't gonna be funny for them. That's just <laughs> not the move. And Dean does call, uh, or John Moxley does call Vince a, a, a legend genius because he did uh, destroy the territories in the 80s and then uh, put WWE on broadcast television and then did the whole thing in the 90s. So Vince McMahon has been successful, but the audience changes. 
and you have to change. Look, I will sit here and for anybody who knows me, I have always sat here and said, I don't trust technology. Skynet is a thing to me. So I don't trust technology and I don't want to rely on technology, but I know that I have to learn how to use it. And if I want to be successful, especially on, on my podcast, on my YouTube channel, I'm going to have to learn how to use the social medias and all that kind of stuff like that to help be more successful because that's the way the times are going. Uh-huh. He has not let that up at all. He has not let that up yet. And that is what's, like Dean said, killing the company. But then John goes off and says, you know, this is why I really knew I was going to leave the company. Because he said it was Raw in Milwaukee in November. Let's see it. Pop quiz. Do you remember what Raw that was, Quattro? The Raw in Milwaukee in November. Is that the one where um, Roman walked away? No. Well, not walked away, but when. But was it that one? No. That, this was the raw that everybody on the internet, I made a whole podcast dedicated to it, calling it the worst raw ever. And that's oh, man. when Barry Corbin, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre stood tall at the end. That's when everybody called that the worst raw ever. And, th- and during that raw. Shield, right? Huh? Stood tall over the shield, right? No, because that was the same episode where uh, John Moxley or Dean Ambrose at the time was getting was in the nurses office getting shots. So the I vaccine, remember now to get vaccinated sorry, away from the crowd. I remember. Yeah, uh-huh. that is where he said, "I'm done with this company. I'm done." And I and seeing that worst role, I could understand. Why? And you know what? Uh-huh. He, he didn't go. He didn't have an attitude. He just told Vince that, you know, said, look, I put my notice in. I'm not going to resign my contract. And he figured that they was going to just probably let him go. No, not let him go. Like, kind of bury him a little bit, not keep him on TV or things of that nature. But the next thing you know, they, they released a statement saying that Dean Aaron was going to leave and that, you know, we wish him well. and But we, uh-huh. don't, we don't want him to leave. And he was like, what is going on? He had no idea that was going to happen because no WWE never did that before. Uh-huh. WWE never did that before, so I can understand why at first everybody thought it was a work. Then they had, right. then they had to try to go do the the, the bury of the the uh, Nia Jax thing that didn't go nowhere, and then they put him in a thing with EC3. And, and even on the Nia Jax thing, he even said he was like. I appreciate doing it, but they didn't do anything with it. And then, like you said on the EC3 thing, he said, look, I have no problem helping EC3 get his footing. But if I help somebody get their footing, do something with them afterwards. (laughs) Well, it ain't even that. When they was wrestling on house shows, Dean Ambrose was getting cheered. And EC3 was not. And this is probably one of the reasons why EC3 is getting buried today. And because, you know, that bury word is very used very loosely. But when it comes to EC3's case, it fits. Buried is happening. 
And I'm uh, and D, D said I knew that was going to happen because they just all turned on EC3. Then we also get to the Roman Reigns cancer thing. So for uh, all of y'all who still think that Roman's cancer thing was a work, it wasn't. And Dean was saying, I, like, I, you know, they, he wanted me to go out there and say something about Roman's cancer he felt uncomfortable with. And that was the line that uh, Dean said that Roman doesn't need to come back and worry about trying to get his championship back or anything. Roman needs to worry about the man upstairs. And he, that was wild. Yeah, that was wild. And he said, as soon as he that line up the subs, he already knew this was fucked up. And Vince apparently wanted him to say something that was so bad that it would have lost sponsors. He would have lost. He said he knows that it would have came back on him, and he would have lost his job. And he marched right into Vince's office. Says, "I'm not saying that line." Now, he uh-huh. claims that he said he will tell Jericho what the line was after the show is over, but that's how uh-huh. bad it was. Can, can, can you imagine how bad a line had to be that this character, like a John Moxley or Dean Ambrose, can't say it? Right. And you know, and what's wild about that, just to add, throughout all this part of the interview, he was saying, he was like, look, at the end of the day, I was here for the company. He said Vince would make me and want me to say the craziest stuff, and I would look him square in the eye and say, you're the boss? I'll do it. I've told you how I felt about it, and I don't like it. But if I can't change your mind, by the time I got to go out there, I got to go out there and do my job. So for someone to be that straight up with you, that real... And it's so so powerful that you can't say it. I couldn't even imagine. I can't imagine what was going to be said in that line. I agree. So what? Because it, it reminded me of I remember when Fit Finley got fired because what was it? They had uh, the Miz attack somebody during the national anthem at one of these house shows for America for the troops and stuff. And of course, he produced that segment. So who gets fired? Finn Finley. And, that, and I could see that if he had said that line, especially when you got WWE that's partnered with Susan G. Coleman and a lot of other, yeah. you know, uh, healing kids and cancer stuff, they probably would have been like, okay, so what is this all about? And they probably would drop the line. And then Vince would have been like, okay, Dean, because Dean said the line. It ain't me. He said the lie. We got to get rid of you. And he would have been out of a job. Right. So I was like, you know, good for him not to say that. Even though know, the, the Roman Reigns thing, you know, was very, was, was kind of harsh and stuff like that. Because that, that, they wanted him to, of course, get the heat. But like John Mox was saying, that he knows how to, he, he will stay up. And he was so passionate about professional wrestling that he would couldn't wait to cut promos because he loved promos and he would go and think I would say this to this guy this this will happen we can do this and he said now it's the least favorite part of my job is to do promos especially when we're uh-huh. dealing with this this writing staff he would drive into work and feel pains in his stomach and he said you know what I probably need to look up what this is because I think I'm depressed 
Because depression, for a lot of people who don't know, depression is real. And if you start to get pains, physical pains, from this kind of stuff, like that, that when you know you, you really got to take a step back. Like this is not healthy. Right. And I'm actually glad him, because a lot of people probably people, people just probably look at it, it's like Dean Ambrose. I'm like Dean Ambrose was a top guy in this company. Dean Ambrose never uh-huh. moved below the lower the, uh, the upper middle card. Uh-huh. And he was highly popular. So having this guy come out. And explain what's going on. Imagine what's going on to the guys who are like, uh, no, no disrespect, but like like a Kurt Hawkins, a Zach Ryan, right. Right. Uh, a AOP. You know, guys that you know can't say anything, can't do anything, and they're not on TV. You don't. They're not. They're not as popular. Like Michael Maria Canellas, who Maria Canellas already said their contract is up in like two weeks. So, with them going on a podcast and, you know, saying stuff about WWE, they will be looked at like, you know, the, the, they're sour grapes because they weren't on TV and, and they are hating on WWE. Kind of like a, anybody else who left WWE, like Alberto Dario or anything of that nature. But having a top guy like Ambrose come out and say, look, I want to explain to you the really the toxic situation back there because Vince is killing the WWE. Absolutely, because you hit the nail on the head right there. You need a top guy to say that. Mike, and when you say Mike and um, Mike and Maria right there, they were on the main roster. They were kicked down at 205. If I follow Maria on Instagram. Her whole thing is positive. We're going to fight through this. We're going to make it. We're going to earn our time. We're going to show we the best. So if they came out and was sour grapes, everybody's going to be like, oh, well, y'all was trash anyway. Whereas it, when Dean Ambrose come out, be like, "Yo, that was trash." They're up there like, "Wait, wait a minute." Mm-hmm. This guy hit—it's not a headline, but it's considered a headliner. Absolutely had a WrestleMania match with a Brock Lesnar. That don't happen to everybody. Exactly, and it was WWE champion. Absolutely. Was yeah. WWE champion, a tag team champion, an intercontinental champion, a U.S. champion, so a modern age Grand Slam champion. <laughs> mm-hmm. So always the problems he was having, and they wasn't listening to him. Not they. We know who we mean by they, and yeah. that's crazy. And and like the writer said, he said that these writers and everybody. Is writing a show for one. Uh-huh. It ain't about the fans. It's not about Triple H. It's not about any executives. They're writing a show for one. And that's Vince McMahon. To the point, if you don't like it, he'll change it. That's his show. He's the boss. That's the way it's going to be. And like Dean said, Vince is going to die in that chair. Dude, it's wild because it really gives life to what we're seeing or what were called rumors backstage that Triple H is unhappy with the product. After Dean Ambrose coming out speaking, I'm like, maybe that is true. Maybe he does feel that way because this sounds real. Exactly. So uh, when that Talkers Jericho thing happened, Dean Ambrose also later on, because... What I'm going to do is, on episode 105 of the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast, I'm going to talk about part two 
of the John Moxley shoots on WWE segment because this is going to be part one because I was talking Jericho because when this, the, the thing ended, I was like, wow, he really went in, but there's some things I want to hear about. So on Wade Keller, everything else he gets into, he gets into the match with Brock at WrestleMania 32. He gets into his promo uh, that in the, the, the rivalry that fell through with Mick Foley back in 2012. He gets into how he feels about Triple H. Because they ain't mentioned Triple H. It's all about Vince in this Talk of Jericho one. And he uh-huh. didn't mention Triple H. He uh, talks about uh, the, the, the Shield reunions. He talks about <coughs> a lot of other of that uh, of the Stone Cold podcast. And all that stuff is on uh, Wade because he talked to Wade Keller for about an extra hour that he did uh, that he did on Talk of Jericho. So uh-huh. next week when we do that and then we because I'm not doing a Saudi Arabia Super Showdown predictions I'll just review the show on the next podcast <laughs> it's funny and I know why it is yeah I'm like I'm not wasting but I'm not wasting want, time you sure you don't want to talk about who you think is going to win between Lars and the Lucha House Party yeah, we, yeah stop so I'll just do. I'll just watch it on Friday and do a review and add that to the podcast. And we'll talk about uh, Dean Ambrose uh, WWE shoot part two on Wade Keller because if you have not heard the Wade Keller one, I think that's pretty good. There's more meat on the bone in this one, and there's a lot of things that we could sink our teeth into. But great stuff by John Moxley and over in AW. And even he also mentioned that if there was no other wrestling company in the world. I would still leave WWE because. And I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You got it. And I also what I, what I love that that not only that he talked about the hope that he sees in AEW and how this is a chance to involve and not take down WWE. That's not the point. That is not the point. The point is to make wrestling great again. And I like that. Yeah, I, I mean, because the rest is good. We just need, people need an alternative. They need to see something uh-huh. different for something to get better because I, the, everybody, there is, this is, this is the result of no competition. This, uh-huh. is, this is the result of when you're going head to head with Monday Night Football or Dancing with the Stars or the NBA, or you, you, you're going up against primetime television. Back in the day, you're going up against other wrestling companies. Uh-huh. So, when Vince McMahon would sit on his high horse, it would be, you know, hey, WCW is doing this, 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 and this. All right, let's take some of them ideas and try it ourselves, or we're going to try some things that ECW is doing. We're going to put it together. It was him and Pat Paris and stuff, and Vince Russo and stuff like that, Help make certain stories, wrestling guys. Since there is no other, I mean, people, you can say Lucha Underground, you can say Impact Wrestling, you can say Ring of Honor, you can say New Japan. New Japan not even in America. All those things you can say, but all those things other than Impact barely has a TV deal. And Lucha Underground, those things don't come on. Vince don't even know they exist half the time. Which always do, but now that you got a company that's going back on TNT, 
that's one of a, that's a global thing right there. That's not no. I, if I ask you right now, hey Quattro, what channels impact on? I think it's online. No, it's I'm just, sorry, but I think it's online. It, no, it's it's actually on this like this uh, down south Alabama fishing western channel. Exactly. You can't see my face. You can't see my face right now. But I am confused. Oh, it's 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 horrible. It's horrible. Lucha Underground was on El Rey. El Rey is all a uh, a Mexican style, uh, Telemundo style channel. But now Lucha Underground may not even come back for season five. So there you have it. And then uh, Ring of Honor is on Fight TV. Oh. Fight TV is an app. It's not a network. Fight TV is an app. So, once again. House of Hardcore is online only. Exactly. There is no television deals for these things. And then we get TNT back. Because if you get simple cable, everybody has TNT. It's it's memorable. That's what WCW died at, but then now they're they're bringing back AEW, and it's a cost for threat because now you have your roster. You had the biggest roster last year of talent, and you don't know what to do with them. Do you know the different things you could have did with all this talent on your roster? Dude, I think it's... Wild at a point that even if we look at last week's SmackDown, they 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 are having their wrestlers say things that we know that shouldn't be said. When Daniel Bryan came out and talked about how the tag team division is a joke, you couldn't help but be like, "He's right," but I'm mad he is. Yeah. And when you and when your roster is as deep as you're saying, as deep as you're saying. Even recently, a list went up. Here are 56 wrestlers that haven't been on TV in at least three months. And you're sitting there like, that's amazing. That's amazing. How? There's problems. Simply put, there's problems. There is problems. And pretty soon, the thing you can see, and then once again, Dean says that Vince got this millionaire complex. He feels like he can just buy anybody out. And he can't do that. Because they don't want to work for that guy. And I'm like... And not, not every, everybody doesn't have a, a hard story because you got people that's still in WWE that's, that's thriving and that may love the company and what it is. AJ Styles just signed an extension with WWE. And he, he's... But this is going to be his last contract because after this, he's retiring. So he got another, he got another three years and that's the end of AJ Styles. But, you know, so different, there could be different stories, but you never know. After he's done, he probably got some stories to tell. You know what I'm saying? Right. But a lot of people can't talk because of the contract they're under. And I'm pretty sure now WWE may start having their superstars uh, sign those kind of like non-disclosure agreements or something like that where they can't bash the company, you know, off, which off is the company. Wild. Which is wild at the end of the day because we all know they're signed as independent contractors. They can't be independent. But that's a whole conversation in itself. Exactly. So stay tuned next week because that should be a good one. So. Make sure, Quadro, if you get the time to check out Wade Keller's podcast. You can listen to Wade Keller's podcast on Blog Talk Radio. Uh-huh. I listen. That's why I listen to Wade Keller's at. Or he, he's on Stitcher also. I mean, 
But he he's on the, that's the PW Torch. But Wake up! I, I don't know. I, I probably got to check because he's one of them top podcasters. Like Jericho, you got to you got to go to like, podcast one sometimes to listen to him. Uh-huh. Like yeah, you don't go to like Stitcher to listen to Talk Is Jericho. But uh, I actually found Talk Is Jericho on Spotify. I was happy. Oh, Spotify. Okay, there we go. Yeah. So you can probably find the Wade, Wade Keller's podcast on Spotify as well. Uh, but right now, we're going to end this podcast right now, episode 104. I know, very convoluted podcast, a lot of things that we had to talk about. But I'm glad you guys stuck with us through it, hopefully through the whole thing. Stay tuned. Like I said, we're going to do a Super Showdown review and the Wade Keller thing all on the next podcast. we got a lot of things to talk about and debate about that because I want to get your opinion on like the Stone Cold thing and the Brock Lesnar thing, so I'm curious about that as well. And um, yes, yeah. Uh, make sure, <clears throat> make sure you guys check out Spaces Philly, the Dutch Club we are a part of. Check out all your great podcasting apps and, st- and sites. Also, check out the Lulu and Pop Show along with the Lulu and Pop Horror Show, Horror Show, along with both sides. You can find our content on there as well. The No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast, the Nerdgasm Talk Podcast. Turntables, hip-hop culture, and beyond, drunk thoughts, sober tongues. We are also on Stitcher. We're trying to get on Spotify, uh, Google Play, and uh, Apple Podcasts. And then, of course, you guys can search on YouTube Premium. But if you guys uh, have Google Play, that should already be a thing for you guys. And, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of trying to get into my Jericho selling Omaha Steaks thing, like he was on his podcast. Because, uh... And you know what? If I'm gonna say one thing, if anything, I want Jericho to work on the podcast is the transitions into those promos. <laughs> Bruh, I love and, the. And, <laughs> I love the way he be selling the promos, man. I be like, damn, I want to go out and buy a whole thing of Omaha steaks right now. You know, he was like, hey, he's making me say pooper scooper, and you talk about things that's talk about things make you say. This joint's making me hungry for more. And I'm hungry for Omaha steaks. I'm like, all right, that was a swag way right there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll t- look, if you listen to some of the older Talk is Jericho podcasts, he he, he, got, he, he, got, he does got a lot of good segues. So, oh. you know, I mean, the man is the best in the world at what he does. Drink it in, man. So, <laughs> uh, so once again, that's our show. Once again, this is NCM Place to be Chunch on Mr. A&D. And the hard R from the Soul Trek Enterprise Quattro. Good night, everybody. And then everybody, yes. Yeah, so all the other uh, Nerd Coalition members that was on the podcast as well, Q-Flow, Flo, the Rookie and everything. So make sure everybody take it easy. And once again, Q-Flow, wherever you are at, take us out. to your ears welcome to the show we don't need any gimmicks you already know so sit back relax and hit the like button go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming swag on trivia and prompts top five either way it's fun and you're hearing it live join with your host mr a and e yeah you know it's the place to be snc Here at Mountain Dew, it's easy to tell who really loves the outdoors. For one thing, there's the rack on your car and the hitch on the back of your truck. 
There's your garage full of toys, from dirt bikes to wakeboards. And there's your cooler full of Mountain Dew, always at the ready. Because when it's time to get out there, you know, climb into your deer stand or your fishing boat, a cooler of ice-cold Mountain Dew, that's as important a piece of outdoor gear as your spinning rod or your four-wheeler. Mountain Dew. Get out and do.